Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Good evening. I see we have Aranda back. Yes. Hey, Rhonda. I'm so glad that you're feeling better and that you're joining us this evening. What's up, ladies? Hey, Miss Katie. We got everybody in the house. Everybody's in the house. Now, I see somebody new, at least new to me, Miss Lottie B. So, welcome. I'm going to say welcome because, like I said, you're new to me. Anyway, yes. so yes, welcome, 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 welcome. Episode 123, Miss KD. Ooh, it is going on by 123. 123. Make sure you guys like and share the video. We have an amazing, amazing show for you tonight. I know that you are all tuned in and ready, ready, ready to get it, right, Miss KD? I know they are. Y'all know we always bring it to you. Without fail, I mean, hey, we are uncensored minds after all. So, hey, now we have to get uncensored a little bit. So, little. with that, I'm just going to go on into the affirmation because um, it's more or less not much of an affirmation tonight, more of an, I guess you could say, explanation. I want to talk to my people. I love y'all. Y'all love me. The messages and stuff that I got during the week, let me tell you, KD is fine. Karen D is fine. But I love y'all so much for loving me. But what y'all have to understand, Uncensored Minds is just that. It is a show. It's Uncensored Mind. To my actor friends, it is no different than me being on a set, being in character. It's Uncensored Minds. So my feelings were not hurt. Sunday, what y'all heard, because um, a lot of you got upset, T was not referring to me as dumb. Trust me. He was not calling me dumb. He was not referring to me as being dumb, because, hell, Karen D ain't dumb. That's first and foremost. But I did not take it like that. And I hate that y'all took it like that. Trust me. No harm was meant in that whatsoever. We get on here every Thursday and we discuss what we are going to discuss. We knew that that was going to be a topic. And we also know how to make those topics hot. I mean, hey, if everybody agreed on the same thing, we wouldn't have much of a show. It would be quite a boring show. So I stand, I just stand firm on my opinions. He stands firm on his opinions. Nail Stern st uh, stand firm on his opinions and each stand firm on her opinion. And together, the four of us having different opinions, we form uncensored minds. So with that being said, I love y'all, but Karen D is fine. Trust me, I am. But I love y'all for loving me. So let's have some fun tonight and have some more uncensored minds. How about that? Let's get it. Let's get it. Excuse Rhonda, the little. I'm so glad you're better. I know. I'm so glad Rhonda is back too. I'm glad that she's doing well and out of the hospital and just doing good. It's good to see you back. Brenda, Lady B, Tara, Cynthia, Helen, Renee, Juanita, Juanita Diana, all the ladies. Shout out to the members. If you're not a member, I don't know what else to tell you to get you to be a member. 
the content, the content, the content has been the members only content. So y'all need to make sure that you guys run and grab the memberships. It's different levels. We can assist you in making sure that you um, become a member seamlessly. Um, so whatever you need, make sure you hit up any of us um, and we can walk you through the steps if necessary. We can go over the tiers, the plans with you, all of that good stuff. Um, we want you to be a member because we want you to be able to tap into all of this good content that we have um, been posting and the content that will be forthcoming, all of the special prizes and things that um, you know we got in store. So make sure you go and do that if you're not a member. We want you to be a member and a part of the family. So Make sure you do that. Make sure, again, to like and share the video, right? Where's Mr. Nell? I don't know. Where is the mayor? Where is we the mayor? We need mayor of yes. Mines. Yeah, we need him right in the middle. Where he at? Exactly. <laughs> but while, while we're waiting on Nell, ladies, mm -hmm. please share right now. Like and share. I see that we only have six likes. So I know we have more than six people in the audience. Mm -hmm. Yes. One of those likes are my likes, I know. So <laughs> mine too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so please, 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 please click the like. Please click it and please share it. And um, also, you can see up there, see perks. You know, if it's not convincing enough coming from our mouths about joining the membership, just see the perks and see mm -hmm. exactly what you get. Because the perks are pretty darn good, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, to get um to get the wardrobe alone is a perk for me. Absolutely, absolutely. You can't beat that right there. So I mean, I mean, if, even if you became the um, highest tier member each month, you would get a new piece of product. So hey, go on and jump in on it. That's yeah. the mayor. Yes, there you go. There you go. What's up, Mr. Nail? You're on You're mute. On mute. <laughs> That's not be on mute because this right <laughs> seems to ruffle a lot of feathers, but it is what it is. It's episode 123. Thank you all again for joining us. That's how I grow Rhonda. We missed you. We love you. Yes. We're glad you are better. Um, continue in your journey. Of getting back to your 100% self and anybody else that's going, that's out there that's going through anything. Yes, yes. Love, appreciate you for being with us throughout yes. your tri um, tribulations. Um, we adorn blue today. Yeah, that shirt is crazy. <laughs> you want to tell them why we're doing blue? That shirt is crazy. I need one. I got the hoodie in the royal blue, but that T-shirt in the royal blue with the with the hat, fire. What this represents right here, this represents Game 7. You can see it on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Starring T, the shit starter slash the prophet or whatever you want to call him, basketball enthusiasm, enthusiastic. Wealth of knowledge, his brother's bringing it every week. And then also his co-host, Mike, um, another um, great guy. They just bring all the funny all the knowledge and um, all everything basketball on game seven on Thursdays at 7 p.m. So tune in. Tune yes, in. yes. But we're not wearing blue for game seven. We are wearing blue for what, Ish? Colon Cancer Awareness Month. March is Colon Cancer Awareness Month. And we wear blue tonight for my mother 
who is battling stage four colon cancer. And we wear it for Nell's father as well, who has been um, faced with the same disease. Um, and, you know, this, it's important for us to take a minute um, to just acknowledge all of the awareness and illnesses um, that we all each face every single day. Um, with colon cancer, it's important that, I believe it's 45 now, that we all go and get a colonoscopy and that we all get it regularly and yearly. So um, if you haven't done so, please, it is a terrible disease. It's a quiet disease. It's a disease that is not always on the forefront and you may not know. So please go get yourself checked, have a colonoscopy, encourage your family members to go and get a colonoscopy. This is super, super, super important because again, you can go years undetected without a sign whatsoever. It is one of those silent killers. So please make sure you do that. Throw up some hearts for my mother, please. Um, she is going through radiation right now. Our family is having a rough time. I am having a rough time. She's having a rough time. Please, 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 please throw up your your blue hearts for my mother and for Nell's father. Um, and please make sure you go get tested, please. We can't implore you enough, please. Yeah, as you as you as you speak about that, and and we and we and we tell you we blue represents. It brings a tear to my eye because when it hits home, it it, it, it hits a little differently. Um, and to see the resolve and the strength that is the two of our parents that are being faced with this um, terrible and horrific disease um, and see them battling and battling and battling each and every day to be strong, not only for themselves, but be strong for their, their kids because we are still their children. Um, it, it just pulls on our heartstrings because it, it, it makes us now be the caregiver the way that they cared, they gave our care to us as we were coming up. But I wouldn't have it no other way. And I know and I'm sure each would neither. Um, I would tell anybody, please don't hesitate. Go out there and get checked. Um, I started as getting checked as early as now. I am 41 going on 42. I started um, right after my father was diagnosed because it runs my family on my father's side. So I need to get checkups regularly um, just as, you know, as I'm as I if I wasn't if, as if I was 45 or older. Um, so um, just continue to keep um, both myself and each in your prayers um, as both our parents and everybody else out there that is suffering with colon cancers um, going through it. And just like like anything, their resolve is strong, just like they're as their children. As you can see, we, we tough cookies and we come from tough people. Yeah. So. Um, we, we know it's, it's going to get better. We know they're going to keep on fighting and we know that we got your love and support. So we're rocking blue this evening in support of colon cancer. And here um, at Uncensored Minds, it seems like tempers are get flared up during these topics that we talk about. I'm um, just like he said, we are a family. This is something that's not new to the four of us because we do this every Thursday night. We actually do this every day. We have a chat room that we are in throughout the whole, throughout the week every day. And we go back and forth with each other, but it's all love. It helps us bring just the best content that we do and bring here. But I wanted to say that to say, 
our focuses and our awarenesses are always going to be on the cause, the cause of what matters in life. The causes of what is going to bring awareness to things that needs our focus, the things that need special attention, the things that need our care, the things that need our love and our honesty. And that's what we bring forth each and every Sunday here on this show. So if you can appreciate that, that means you are supporting our platform and we appreciate that. So let's get right into it. Let's not wait no further. You know what I mean? Because we got a fun filled show tonight for y'all. A lot of information, a lot of can, a lot of candor back and forth. We got it all for you. And we're gonna get right into the icebreaker question of the day. Can you handle fame? And are you prepared for it? Can you handle fame? Katie, let's start. Let's let's the resident actress, <laughs> author. Yeah. Everything can let's talk about fame. You mm-hmm. had to deal with that. You've been in a number of different projects, big budget projects small screen projects. You've been through it all. How's fame hit you? It was just like another day at work for me. Truly, it really was. Um, I, I can truly say I was I was made for it and not everybody is made for it because you do have some people that be on set and they are starstruck. But I can truly say I just roll with, it's just like work to me. So with that being said, I would say that I can handle fame pretty well. Just it's just a normal day for me, but it does get overwhelming um, for some people. I guess it can get overwhelming, and the fame sound good, but the hours are nothing to play with. So prepare yourself for long, long hours whenever you are on set filming, because that part alone can can be kind of tiresome, but when you enjoy what you do, it's never it never feels like work ever. But I handle it pretty well. I've been um around some of the greatest actors that they are today and it's just like I'm talking to you too. Mm-hmm. While we get Isha's while we get Isha's comment, I wanna throw it out to the audience as well. Fame, what does that look like for you? Could you handle fame? Are you ready for fame if it came your way? Ish, what about you? Yeah, so I mean, when you think of it, you know, there's a lot, a, a lot, a lot of layers to fame. You know what I mean? It's it's dealing with the public, dealing with the paparazzi, dealing with your um, you know, the day-to-day, your management, your your people, producers, whatever, whatever genre of uh of entertainment you would be in, you know, it's, it's a lot of people to deal with. So I feel like, yeah, you know, I would be able to juggle, juggle being famous or fame in general, one, um, business savvy two um, tough skin, you know, you really got to have a tough skin and you got to know how to maneuver through that. Um, and three, just being the creative mind that I am. Um, I feel like I would be able to definitely, um, be able to float and I would be ready for it and I would be prepared and I would be able to handle it even though there will be some you know mishaps along the way and some roadblocks and you know some shit that might make me pop off but I would definitely be be ready for it and, and be able to handle it what about you Mr. Nell I don't know I'm gonna be a little bit more realistic I don't know if I could handle fame in a sense I could I, I, everybody would love to be famous but fame, it, it comes, a, a big cost comes with being famous. Mm-hmm. Comes with that. 
people in your business, you typically not having a life anymore. Your life doesn't, is not really yours. Your yeah. life on what the public's perception is. <laughs> I get that every week here. You know what I mean? You, you can't say what you, how you really feel. You got to always be politically correct. You always got to be um, correct in the eyes of people's opinion. You, you, you can't, you know what I mean? It's, it's almost like you got to live in a bubble. And, and the bubble is based upon everybody else's opinion about you outside of your own life. So just knowing me, just knowing the way I like to, to move about, the way I like to handle my business, the, just the way I like to carry myself, a lot of those things go out the window when you become famous just because your life is under a microscope, especially the level of famous that you are. You, you, if you're an A-list celebrity, it's like you typically have no life. Everywhere you go, Karate yeah. following, you got fans, and you got you, every little thing that you do is, is scrutinized or applauded, um, depending on the different levels, you know, come what, what comes with that. So um, just being the private person that I am, I like to just, I actually like to play the background. A lot mm. of people might think that. A lot of people might think I like to be in the forefront. I like to play the background in a lot of senses and let everybody else shine that way i'm always doing me and, and, and chilling so i don't know fame fame comes with a lot of responsibilities and you got a lot then mm-hmm. what those responsibilities look like sure. before you can really say can you handle it or not we always think we can handle everything right? that's yep. just the nature of us being in like absolutely no one never wants to be negative about it and my response right. wasn't negative my response was real it was just like what comes with it, I don't know if I would am, am I if I'm built for that because I know how I am, I know how I like to move, I know how I like to keep things privately and, and being famous. So stay right there, Nell. Stay right there. Do you feel like there would be any way for you to be able to maintain and stay true to who you are as an individual and still be famous? Like, you know, we have some some stars who you know, they just say what they want. They they go under fire. They really don't care. Or, you know, they just stand true and stand firm to themselves. Do you feel like that if by some chance fame presented itself at your feet, and I know we're speaking hypothetically, but if fame presented itself at your feet, do you feel like you would really conform or be one of those people to conform? Or do you think that you would just remain male and deal with the fire that may come your way? See, that's when see, That's the difference in knowing yourself. And being mm-hmm. comfortable within your own skin. I'm comfortable within my own skin. So I'm going to say what I got. I'm going to say why I feel good, bad, or indifferent. When I, if I said something that was insensitive, I, I, I understand the, 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 the ramifications of that. And I would, and I would apologize accordingly, but yet mm-hmm. still, I still have a voice. I still have, I still have myself to be true to. So mm-hmm. yes, fame is, fame is given to you plus is earned because of the craft that you are partaking in, that you bring forth your talents. But then also you have a public that is giving you that platform to be famous on. So mm-hmm. it's a give, it's a gift and a curse. Yes, I will remain true to myself. I remain true to myself to this day. Right. And, and, and we have a powerful voice because we have participants, we have listeners, we have a following that follows us, believe it or not. Um, so we have to be cognizant of that, but yet and still, I still have my own beliefs and values that I live by to this day. Right. Regardless right. of. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I got it's you. a dangerous okay. drug, though. Fam is a dangerous drug. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because what's attached to that to that 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 connotation of fame is attention, and mm-hmm. is one of the leading drugs that that, that destroys people. Right. The need and the and, and the, the the craving of attention is what can deviate you from being able to handle a number of different things. But we're going to move on to some entertainment. Well, well, before we move on, I must say this. Those that are in the limelight, those who are famed, it's just a job to them. Mm -hmm. They don't, the the only time it really bothers them is that they can't go out in the public because of the paparazzi. But most of them do become hermits because they stay in and go out when there's no one else around or they have to go out disguised. So it's the fans that make it hard for them. It's not the fame itself. But isn't but that a, they stay true to themselves. Most, most of fame, them don't stay true to Isn't fame based on the fandom? It's not based upon nothing else but your support system, which is the fans. So, mm-hmm. without fans, there's no famous. Well, and that's true. But I'm just saying, though, it's the fans that if any discomfort is brought, it's the ones who are starstruck. I'll put it that way. Because not mm-hmm. everybody is starstruck. But, um, and I can only speak for myself and my friends who I have been around. When when you are in the spotlight or whatever, and i have been around a number of rappers, singers, or whatever. They're everyday people just like us trying to make money being themselves and doing something that they love. But you're right. There are so many levels to it, so many consequences that come with it. But then when you think about it, look at the consequences that come with everyday living in some form. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. A lot yeah. of have to be taken con- in consideration when you're dealing uh-huh. when you're dealing with the public. You know what I mean? For sure. Thing ain't always going going always be said in the right tones and and, and the pictures because right. they people have their own about things and they know what it's for sure. Exactly. We started talking about fame is going to lead us right into our entertainment quick spin. Let's go. And Let's that go. quick spin is like this. The Oscars were this past weekend. While we were on last Sunday, the Oscars were being handed out and awarded. And the red carpet had its own moment, as it always does. And one of those moments was Sierra's see-through dress, which is causing a ruckus. Ish, you want to tell them what that ruckus is? Listen, I don't know what the ruckus is about. I mean, she is a a, a goddess. She is an icon living. She is, her body is sick. She has three children. Um, And listen, let her go ahead and do it. She wore the see-through dress on the red carpet of the Oscars. And everybody is saying, oh, she's over-sexualized. You know, it's too much. She's married. She needs to tone it down. You know, everybody has an opinion about what Sierra should and shouldn't be doing, how she should and shouldn't be dressing. And everybody's entitled to their opinion. But me personally, I feel like Sierra, do that, mama, because you look good. Do that. You know, you look 
good. And I'm sure your husband um, is supportive because I'm sure those are the conversations that is being had. He knew Sierra <laughs> prior to marrying her, that she was, um, you know, a, an icon and an idol. And so therefore she has to live up to that and she's sexy as fuck. So why not? Well, I I looked it up and saw it. I see nothing wrong with it. I mean, mm -hmm. um, people' problem is they worry about other people too much instead of worrying about themselves, really and truly. Who was she hurting? If Facts. you didn't want to look at her, close your eyes. I Facts. mean, the girl had the body and she mm -hmm. showed it. Even if she was Lizzo, as long as you're comfortable within yourself, and within whatever you have on, long as her husband was fine with it, I don't see why the public had to rant and rave. Unless, of course, they was jealous of old girl's body. Now, you know, jealousy yeah. will bring about running mouths. Yeah. So. And and couture, and, and this is, I mentioned this on Thursday, couture is typically very um, risque. Like, you know, high fashion contour on, you know, the fashion runways in Paris and in France and all of that, like uh, uh, Paris, France, they are very risque. You know, they're very elegant in their gowns, but, you know, they're either sheer or they're like that one looked like beaded and see-through. It was just mm -hmm. like amazing. That's high fashion. That's high contour. So why not? You know what she I mean? owned it. That's she owned it. Say. That she gown was that, crazy. I'm not mad. That at gown her. was crazy, and her body is ridiculous. So exactly. now, what you think? Like from a male point of view, like if that was your wife, or just you know from a male standpoint, like what did you think about her? Her gown. Be honest. I mean, it's cool. I mean, at the end of the day, we all know Sierra for being Sierra. So you gotta. You gotta understand what you're getting in what you getting into the arena with, you know what I mean? The ring with I should say. Yeah. We all know Sierra Sierra is who she she is. She doesn't shy away from being herself. Um again, as we all said, if her husband approved of it, that's all that matters. She he is the one she goes home to at night. Mm -hmm. She's exactly. the one who she she made those vows with in front of God. So the mm -hmm. only person that she has to, has to please outside of herself is her husband. So he walked mm -hmm. the carpet with her hand in hand, and he was he was smiling and he was happy. So he loved it. So congratulations. Mm -hmm. the, the, yeah, he's he's looking at it like yeah, this mine. Y'all can look, but you can't touch. He's proud mm -hmm. of what he's got. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if she and I know we're gonna move on real quick, but I feel like if she had on a fufu. People would have shit to talk about then too, as well. Exactly. So honestly, I feel like do whatever it is that makes you happy, whatever you feel comfortable in, and you know, just you know, keep it moving. Yes, there. I see people in the comments definitely saying, you know, her children are going to see it. Um, you know, all of that good stuff. But you know, we have to make decisions based on what makes us happy. And, yeah. now, and her yeah. could your wife and wear it? it is now? Could your wife That's one of them things. That yeah, comes that with comes with entertainment. Absolutely. Yeah. Here we go with the here yeah. we, we go. Um, yes, know? my wife could wear under the circumstances that I'm with her. I'm with my wife. We together. Yes, she could wear that. I I I fully support um, my wife being um, amazing and beautiful. 
And I, I, that is something that the world is going to see regardless if she has on see-through or not. Mm-hmm. If I'm with her, I can protect her from anything that's going to possibly come her way. Um, yeah, so I, would, I wouldn't I would mind if I was with her to wear that under those circumstances when we go in and then that's her being her, then you know, I, I support I support that. So yeah, I guess it's certain I mean under normal circumstances, I'm gonna be real, I'm gonna be honest and I'm gonna be real. There's certain things that I would not be in, in particularly uh, in okay with my woman wearing if she wasn't with me. Because I know what the world is like normal. I know what the no. world like by yourself. And mm-hmm. I'm, I know how men are. Plus, I know how women are. And people could be very, very, very malicious. The monstrous, malicious, demonistic, mm-hmm. and just downright crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I'm not with her, I would, you know, hopefully she's not, you know, going out there and putting herself in a position to be whatever. But even with her covered up, she's still going to get attention just because how beautiful she is. So, absolutely. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. She's yeah. a beautiful yeah. girl. Absolutely. But it is. It's like at the end of the day, you know what I mean? I respect it. If her husband respect it, I respect it. I, who, who am I to tell somebody else's man how to care for their how Thanks. to wife do what they do? Um, let's stay right there with the Oscars. I know we got other things, but let's stay right there at the Oscars. And I need to I need to approach the bench with this one. I'm getting tired of seeing performances that are legendary. I'm getting tired of seeing our people being passed over time and time again for these awards when they are deserving of them. And while I have the opportunity, while I have the fame, while I have the platform, while I have the voice, I will allow my voice to always ring out as loud as I possibly can. Angela Bassett was robbed. Mm. I don't care if her movie was a Marvel movie. I don't care if it was a superhero movie. The role that she played in that movie was Oscar winning worthy, especially over the person who won. Jamie Lee Curtis is well respected in the entertainment industry. Won't take nothing away from her, but Angela Bassett was robbed. She went through the award circuit winning on every level, Screen Actor Guild Award, um, the Golden Globes, all these other award shows, and then we get to the Oscars, the pinnacle. She's left to sit there dazed and confused on why she didn't win. So this is our opportunity to, to, to congratulate, big up, and show our support for our girl, Angela Bassett. And I ain't just saying this because I'm Black and because she's a Black woman. I'm saying this because she is deserving of right. award as all the other people of color that have been deserving of an award that did not get it. Yes. And you know, it's no secret to most people, it's no secret that the Oscars seem to um, lean more towards clear people when it comes mm-hmm. to giving out awards. Mm-hmm. And I'm, that's just a known fact. Um, it's been many of the African-American legends overlooked or whatever. I mean, I don't know who's in charge of giving out the Oscars, but you're not fair. I will say that. You're not fair because you choose by the color of the skin. I said it, and I meant it. They do. 
Yeah, it's definitely, it, it was definitely heartbreaking to see that. You could see the disappointment mm -hmm. in her face. Most of the times when you see people, you know, and, and others win in their category, they're typically, you know, at least a smile crosses their face, a, a congratulatory smile in some sense. She just looked she very like defeated and disappointed. And I think everybody there at the Oscars felt that same yeah. uh, taking of the breath. Like, you know what I mean? And that, you know, they came to console her and comfort her um, at that point in time, you know. Um, so uh, shout out to Angela Bassett. Like, she's amazing regardless with or without an award. She mm -hmm. is phenomenal. Yeah, and she, is. she far surpassed Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, but, you know, those type of snubs only make us greater. So, therefore, she's going to come back that much stronger, that much harder. Mm -hmm. And, you know, thank you, Oscars, for putting some fuel in her tank. She'll be disappointed for a minute, but you best believe she's going to come back with something great. So, oh, shout yeah. out to Always do. What you say now, the auntie, but shout out to auntie <laughs> Angela Bassett. She's True a queen. queen. Shout out. Shout out to the auntie right there. We, we, yes. We want to support you. Everything that you do. So mm -hmm. as we are talking about our culture, our, our, our heritage, our people, we cannot let this go unnoticed. And it's BET is up for sale. BET stands Black Entertainment Television. It's up we're going to buy it. We're going to buy it. We're going to buy it. Uncensored Minds is about to go <laughs> get put, your fucking piggy banks together. We put our, our coins <laughs> together and we put a bid in. But also mm -hmm. two other brothers that put their bid in as well. Pete Diddy, also Tyler Perry, and Byron Allen are three individuals who are vying to buy BT and bring mm -hmm. it back black. Who do you think should get it? I already know who I'm saying. Miss KD, you want to go and let them know who you think? Well, as far as who should get it, anybody who has the money should get it. <laughs> right. But I will say this. Tyler Perry already owns BET Plus. Majority. He is the majority owner of BET Plus already. So for him to get BET, I think, and not to mention, he has provided entertain the most entertainment for BET. Not saying that he would be more um, devoted to it or whatever, but I'm saying that I think he's earned the right for his chance to get it if it came up between the three of them. He has put in his work for it. So I think Tyler should get it. Okay. Okay. Well... I think I definitely think Tyler Perry would would definitely have them in a chokehold regarding like movies and the shows. And we already know the barriers that Tyler Perry has broken down. Like he is an awesome. <laughs> listen, look at that. Look. <laughs> he is awesome. We can't take that from him. He would definitely um, probably be, you know, a good owner to BET. Right. Byron Island, we know him for his black excellence and and striving for black ownership and and trying to to keep things within our community and of the culture, right? Mm -hmm. Shout out to Byron Island, but buttera, buttera, Mister P Diddy. What up, Diddy? What up, Diddy? I feel like 
I feel like I would want to see Diddy um, attain BET because I feel like BET has steered off on a crazy path, right? And I feel like it removed the music from the brand. It removed what was original. And that was, you know, hip hop, R&B and all of that good stuff. And I feel like Puffy may, in fact, bring that back to BET if he attains, um, you know, ownership of it. I, that's how what I feel. Puffy all the way. Let's bring back. We can we can have the shows. We can have the movies. We can keep it, you know, black entertainment. But bring back the music livelihood. What's up now? What you thinking? Absolutely. What 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 better what what better to represent our culture but our culture? When we think of our culture, I don't think Tyler Perry, I don't think Byron Allen. I think of Byron Allen as a corporate black guy who got into a couple of rooms, made some noise, and did his thing. Shout outs to you, Byron. Mm -hmm. When I think of Tyler Perry, I think of a. I ain't gonna say what I said, <laughs> but I don't think of him as. Me. When I think okay. of Diddy, I see somebody that grew up in New York City. Mm -hmm. Born in Harlem, grew up in Mount Vernon. When I see Diddy, I see him in the trenches signing individuals that look like me, sound like me, talk like me. Mace, mm -hmm. Biggie, Black Rob, individuals like that. When I think of Puff, I think of him still being connected with the youth. Shout outs to Carisha and all the other young ladies that he's attached to. He's still intertwined with everything that's going on today that's hip and live. Tyler Perry is so offbeat when it comes to that to me. And I think the direction of BET will only go the same way as BET Plus is going. A bunch of trashy shows, the have and have nots. I know I'm talking, I know I'm probably cursing at a lot of y'all that watches these shows, the Oval, Sisters, <laughs> all these shows that y'all watch on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday nights doesn't represent us in a good light. If you but know let me ask you this, Neil. You and each both. Y'all to bring music back. They don't make music anymore. They do make music. They make noise. They do. It's not, not music anymore. And I mean, Puff, and that, I, it is not music uh, anymore. It's each. only noise. That's not true. Puffy has That's not true, right but back. I um yeah, that's hot um, on the radio. That's hot. It's it's, it's, it's good music. I haven't hear, heard music. In a long Listen, time. not like the Jodeci's and stuff so, like yeah, that. Sure, so when you was coming up, young teen, young adult, twenties, and you was playing music and your mom and dad didn't like it, why? Because cultures, times change. Music changes with time. But that music now was a classic, mm -hmm. right? That music that you They're were not making classics now. Now classical music. Right. I but heard but here's the no classic. Yeah, but, but here's the thing too. I know a lot of the music that's mainstream sometimes can 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 divert people from thinking that there is good good music. But you know, if you think about October London, who is one of the individuals that is on um Snoop uh uh Death Row Records. The rebirth of Marvin, like that is old school soul R and B 
you looking at me like, who is October London? So that's the thing. Mainstream steers us away from really super good music, like okay. real classics. People, go look up October London. Yeah. He is under Death Row Records, Snoop. Uh, 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 produce one of his artists like that is good, amazing music. There is good, wonderful music out of out out there, not just the mainstream I, music. I can, name, that, I can name a lot of good artists is that you mm -hmm. think that music is is coming from a, a good place. You got right. the Coco Joneses, who's an actress plus a, a singer who's doing amazing. Yes. To know a lot, she's crazy right now. Mm -hmm. She's doing her thing out here. You mm -hmm. got Chazzy. Who's doing mm -hmm. her thing? She's under Jazzy. Jazzy is amazing. And most amazing. people probably don't even know or just think to like listen. You know what I mean? Or, it's, but, it's, what, it's, but you know what? If you say music is dead, then why is TikTok alive? Because TikTok samples music of these artists that artists. are these things. And y'all, yeah. you two TikTok videos from the music that's out there, or y'all put y'all putting music to y'all Facebook. Um, stories into y'all Instagram stories, so music ain't dead if you're mm -hmm. applying it to applying pressure mm -hmm. to the, your post or to add extra little spice to it, right? You right. big lotto, well, big, lotto ain't no, big lotto, big <laughs> lotto. <laughs> I know that's right, <laughs> but you know, you I need you to get figure, into it though, yeah. But you know what, too, Katie, I feel like a lot of the mainstream radio and a lot of the mainstream, like, go to you know, quick. Uh, you hear as background will kind of, you know, showcase some music that might not be it, that might just be catchy or tunes that, you know, they want to uh, make some money off real quick, you know what I mean, for the younger culture, you know what I mean? Um, but there is like artists out here that's killing them. Just think, and that, yeah. Just think if we had what we had when we were coming up, BET, Rap City, and 106 and Park and all those things, we would get an opportunity to see more and more of these artists right. doing their craft. So you'll be at more of a household name, like the mm -hmm. Sierras when she came out and, and mm -hmm. was doing her thing on 106 and Park. Or, you know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? Individuals like a Jasmine Sullivan who was going up there doing a BET Live right. performance. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. Young ladies like her and the people like that. You got a number of amazing people who don't get an opportunity to bring forth their talents because there's mm -hmm. nothing out there. There's no platform right. for them to put these things on for mm -hmm. us to consume it. Uh, mm -hmm. And only way we can consume it is when we get it on TikTok or we get it on Facebook and there's no picture to the song. It's just a great melody and some words that you right. bob into, but you don't know exactly who that artist is that's created that. Yeah. But well, yeah. let me ask you this. How many... Um... How many entertainers trust Puffy? A Puffy lot. has done some stuff. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. no secret. But so, I, I mean, I mean so how, if, how many? If we doing that, if we doing that, how many people trust Tyler Perry? He's done some mm -hmm. stuff too. He's blackballed well, he a lot of have, individuals. But, um, He's turned his back on people. So we can't, we can't, we can't shoot down Puff and not shoot down Tyler Perry. We can't mm -hmm. talk well, about they Puff. They can all be I, like that. But all, I'm just saying. You know, and, and you you are right. They all have done some underhanded stuff. But I think Puffering a little bit loud. But Puff has, but when, Puff when it comes to contrasts. I mean, look at him and Mace. I mean, that was his boy. Look Don't at him and Mace. Mace like that. That's my brother. 
I get offended. <laughs> I already but knew I'm he saying, was going to pop off of me. Did he do Mace? I'm, I'm not against Mace. Oh, this this what I'm gonna this what this what I'm gonna say, right? Anybody that give me the opportunity to put some money in my pocket, move my family off the ghetto, put, change my whole entire life, mm-hmm. I would never ever talk about them. I wouldn't. I love Mace to death. Mace is like a brother to me. You dig? And I will never ever side on the side of anybody putting somebody down and put them put an opportunity in front of them to change their life. That's where loyalty to me comes in. I could hint the business might not have been right. I might not have liked how the things went, but you gave me opportunity to be famous. You gave me the opportunity to have a household name. You gave me an opportunity to take my mom out the hood. You gave me an opportunity to live life the way I like I need to live it, which is which is without needing anything. Right. So when you do things like that, can we really say somebody shites at us? Mm-hmm. No. You well, gotta be up on your business. That. I mean, if, in, if you're not on your business, that's reality, people would look at that when it came to Puff. They're gonna so look what, at the different All right, countries. so what about now? What about now? He's still relevant right now, right? Puff is relevant right now. He has his own network outside of BT. He don't need BT. He has Revolt, which Revolt. is amazing. Better than BET, for real, for real. He got individuals like a Carisha Please that is big right now in the in the in the podcast and entertainment culture speak out world. He has Drink Champ on there that is one of the top podcasts in the in the world. He has a network that streams and is all about us. Mm-hmm. He puts on artists, us. He's doing things for us. So if he could take another network that is supposed to be for us, shouldn't we be accepting to that? What has Tyler Perry done for us? Well, we can be accepting to it except for he got the likes of Tyler Perry. And what do, what, but what has Tyler Perry done for us? <laughs> what has Tyler Perry done for the culture? Provided jobs on top of jobs for black people. I mean, and honestly, all three of these guys have done the exact same thing. I am not, uh, there is not a mark on either one of them, really and truly. Now, mm-hmm. I can only choose Tyler Perry because like y'all know Puff, Follow Puff, um, Tyler Perry, I've seen what he do and just prove what he do. Now, it would be nice if all three of them could get together and just buy together and work together. You know, you have Tyler Perry who could bring the trashy movies, as you could say. Okay. You have Puff Daddy who could bring the music entertainment. And then you have Byron who could handle all of the business or, business. you know, work together. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? That'd be the best thing you said in this segment because everything else you said was kind of crazy to me. But well, I like that's to you. I don't understand the, 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 the diddy hate. I, I'm seeing a lot of diddy hate in the comments coming from you and Diana. <laughs> but I'm not hating on diddy. I just, I just want to understand. I just want to understand. I don't know enough about I just want to understand. And I ask this question What has Tyler Perry done? Provided for, entertainment, for provided jobs. He has provided homes for the homeless. Tyler does a lot. He has mm-hmm. the big studio that he allow all of the others, the lights of Puff Daddy to come and use. The man has, I, I got to give him his props. Mm-hmm. His movies is not for everybody. His work is not for everybody. But when it comes to what he has done, Tyler Perry has done a lot to help the black community. Has he? Yes, he has. Where? In Atlanta, where I know, 
What has he done for the West End where his movie studio was at? Well, he's not from the West End, is he? But his studio was on the West End. Well, actually, you know, in the West End part, he is buying up houses in that area and converting those houses, getting the homeless people off the streets. Now, of course, he can't do everybody like that, but he's doing his part. I'm not going to down Tyler. This ain't. This is not a show for black man slander. I will never ever slander another black man. <laughs> so I'm gonna keep my pen to myself. I also lived in the Georgia area for four years. I frequent the West End all the time when I'm in Atlanta. Shout outs to Atlanta. Shout outs to the yeah. West. Shout out to everybody that's that's out there doing their thing out there. I will never talk down on another black man because I feel that is the worst thing we could do as a society. Big ups to whoever gets it. My man Diddy, I yes. hope you get it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what what we got? What we got? That was, a, that, was um, that was great. We talked about BT and another extension of this whole BT um tree branch that we that we're standing on right now has to do with the CEO, Deborah Lee, former CEO Deborah Lee and Bob Johnson's affair. Um their business ultimately hits the streets, ultimatum hits the streets. Deborah Lee wants the former CEO, CEO, what is she, she the CEO? CEO. Um, Black Entertainment Network, BT, and Bob Johnson is the COO, owner, former owner of BT had an affair. Their affair leaked out into the public, which caused both of them divorces from their, from their spouse. Um, they went public with their relationship, and Deborah Lee said the relationship hit a wall at some point, and she just wasn't happy anymore, and she wanted out. Bob told her, cool. One go, go. <laughs> just can't work here no more. She felt like she was being blackballed um, because she had a son. And this was her career, and she felt like if she was to go to another job, um, her references wouldn't stand up because they wouldn't be able to call BT and get a good reference. How do y'all ladies feel about that, for one? Well, I mean, I'm going to be nice and quick and easy on this one here. Um, with risk, there comes reward. And when we indulge in extracurricular activities that is tied into work, there is always a risk. In this case, she knew there was risk and there was reward. She opted for the reward part of it because she felt like that would be greater than any risk. Um, and then it's just unfortunate that it became messy to the point where she spoke of uh power what did she what did she the term she used power dynamics right she used the term power dynamics it's just unfortunate that the power dynamics came into play and therefore you know she saw what it really be about so you know sometimes you know let the like i would refer back to this if ever faced with a, a, a work love situation i would revert back to this because there could always come a point in time where that shit will backfire. And so, you know, it's it's a little rough and tough, but, you know, those are the chances that you take. 
I agree, Ish. And, you know, um, I didn't even know anything about the affair until this week. And, of course, I read up on it. Um, I was so I, I, I was a little surprised. But then when you look at it at the end of the day, they're both human. They worked together for years. Who's to say that he didn't hire her with the intentions of her becoming his mistress? But they had worked together for so many years. I really don't think that to be the case. They just happened to be two people that worked closely together. The energies matched and they ended up having an affair. Then, hence, you have the consequences that come with it. You're both married. Now, what pushed you together? Obviously, things were not happy already at home, but it doesn't make that right. So you end up getting divorced, have this long, drawn-out affair, whatever. Yeah, he think he owned her because it's his company. And for him to tell her, well, you want to be through with me? Bye. Hit the door. He had no value for her in the first place. So I think with her finding that out, realizing that this man didn't value her anyway, I think this is what really made her want to come to the forefront mm -hmm. and admit to what happened and feel used. Because she really said she had to sit down and question herself and say, wait a minute, was this really consensual? So, you know, she's even wondering if maybe it was not even consensual. Now, I think it was, you know, you ended up with it, you ended up with it. Um, but I think that she just really coming to the forefront because now she's going to profit off of it by way of putting it in her memoir. So she's going to get her rewards that way. What reward do we, we hand out to people who who ultimately have done wrong? Mm -hmm. Regardless of however we want to put a spin on it to make her be the victim as malarkey. The woman cheated on her husband with her boss and expected that union to be blessed after she got with mm -hmm. it. So in the eyes of the Lord, you said I do to your husband only to only to break that bond. Now, he was married, too. Let's not put it all on one. We're, we're not. Hey, we're we're not. We're not. But you said that he did her wrong. She did herself wrong. And the reason why I say she did herself wrong is if you're going to put yourself in those positions, you got to understand the consequences that come. I agree. Facts. You have to. I totally agree with that. Role as, as you are as the CEO of BET Entertainment, a, nation, a network that is well-known throughout this world, you create fellowships. You create a whole bunch of networking with other people. So in the event this doesn't work out, you have something else to fall back on. Or be smart enough to be able to leverage your opportunity and create your own shit. Absolutely. That's where it comes right. back to, comes mm -hmm. back into play with bring something more to the table than just a good look. Right, right. And 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 I I see people in the comments, you know, saying in regards to the reward. Well, for her the reward was compromising her mental health for her success 
because she did not step down. She did not remove herself. So her reward was, as she stated, he was the the brunt of my career. He was a mentor. He helped. He is a big part of my success. So in all actuality, her reward was sacrificing herself and her mental health, whatever she felt at that time for her, her continued success. So that was her reward in a sense. Um, she, she liked the position that she was in. Right. Because if it wasn't a reward, she would have stepped she would have walked away. She would have said, fuck you in this, in this, in this shit. He gave her the choice. Right. Don't want to be here, then go. You don't want to be in this relationship, then go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She mm -hmm. chose to stay. You can't. How do you, how do you play the victim when you choose to stay? Mm -hmm. If you want to hinge your, if you want to hinge your existence in this place on, I got a son and I'm a single mother. And I need to maintain this lifestyle that I'm living, or I need to continue to put food on the table for my child. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of ladies doing much worse and putting food on the table for their kids right. than being a CEO of a network. I see these women working three, four, five jobs, or even one job at a Walmart, mm -hmm. hustling and bustling until they get get out of work school and they going home and playing and being mommy, super mommy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and making it work. So at the end of the day, she chose her course. So for us to sit up here and say, oh, honey, you're right. Oh, sweetie, you're, you, 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 should, you shouldn't have went through that. She put herself in that situation. First, she did wrong by having an affair on her husband. Two, we always are told about workplace fucking um, relationships never seem to work, especially when, they deal, when you're dealing with your damn boss. Mm -hmm. That is true. So who you think? How you think you winning, Shorty? How do you think you right. coming out of this unscathed after all these years? But the man put up with the situation, and you put up with the situation for an additional nine years. Facts. You was that company for thirteen of those nine years. You was upset. You still flourish. People now know your name. You're a household name now. You can write a book, and people go buy it because of who you were, because of the position that you were given. So are you really a victim or are you just trying to capitalize off of old news? Like I said, I think she's going to capitalize off of it now in her memoir. I don't think either one of them was right. They were both wrong. It takes two to tangle. She so slept they were her both way to in the entanglement. She, just like Helen said, she slept her way to the top. Did yeah. she work for that or did she open her legs? to get to where she got to. Well, now, um, I'm not going to sit up here and say that the woman began opening her list because she worked for the company for a number of years before the affair began. Was she at so time? It, it had to be time? something up there in order to get her in there. So I'm not going to say that she entirely slept her way to the top. She may have used it to stay at the top but I think it was her brains that initially got her there. Did she open her legs? As Apparently so. Did she open her legs as a married woman? Was she married? Apparently so, according Did to the story. It's not apparent. We got the facts. Did she open her legs to another man while she was according married? According to the story, she did. So where's she right at? And where's he right at? He was the boss. 
He don't. He have was the one who was supposed to be setting the example. I am not excusing what he did. He was a married man. He didn't well. write a book claiming to be a I victim. Don't care. She he did. Was the boss. He was the one who was in charge. He should have been setting the example. It was him who should have said, "No, I'm I'm your boss." But hold he up. Was the but boss. hold up. Okay. Now, okay. if we're gonna put some blame on anybody, which both of them are the blame, but if we're gonna put the blame on anybody, him as the boss. Him as the leader, him as the one who was supposed to be the head, should have set the example and said no to his employee. We never would have heard of this if the culprit didn't come out and say it. We <laughs> knew they came out and said it because Everybody it happened. Knew. Everybody knew for years that they were dating. She mm -hmm. came out and said she tried to leave, and he told her, "Okay." If we break, if we're not in a relationship, then you have to, you go. have to go. And you know what he's doing? He's saving his company from any turmoil that could be. Have you ever dealt with somebody that you worked with? It didn't work out. And now y'all both passing each other, not speaking as tension. People know your business is a bunch of drama in the office. It ain't cool. I've but never been in he never wrote the book saying anything negative about her. She did. If she didn't come out with this, we would have known, not never known, and we wouldn't be speaking about it now. So, and had he been the boss, he was supposed to be now. Had he been the exemplary person, he was supposed to be. She wouldn't have had nothing to write about. So, I guess, I guess, I guess when he, I guess the boss put a gun in her head, said, "Lay down with me, cheat on your husband. After you and your husband get a divorce, let's let's date." Okay. I I'm guess sure he didn't put a, a gun over her head. <laughs> why he do we absolve? In her pocket. Why right, do we, right. But why that's what absolve? he did. He put extra coins in her pocket. Why do we absolve the accuser without really, truly listening to the facts and making a determination from the real facts instead of emotional spaces? This man was wrong. This woman was wrong. But how do you come out playing the victim when you ultimately you were a part willingly. of the you know, right? That is true. Well, right, now, I, right. I said that earlier to Ish. She she's written the book, so she's just going to use this now to make money off of the book. I don't like the playing the victim thing because you were a part of it. True. Absolutely. Like I said, he was the boss. He was the one that should have stepped back. But at the end of the day, he's a man. And no, I I don't approve of her trying to make money off of it. I mean, I know one won't be. All right, so let's, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If you and your husband decide to break up, you ask for a divorce. Are you allowing that man to stay in that same? Are you staying? Or you are you staying? Or is he staying in that same house just because? Just because what? What you mean? Yeah, like you saying he should have known better. Da 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 da. She asked for a. She asked for it to be over, right? He said, mm -hmm. "If you wanted to be over, you gotta go." That's any uh, any one of us is doing that. If our relationship is over, our mate can't stay in the same place with us. That this this that doesn't mean it's over. So she stayed because she wanted to enjoy the spoils that was of those of that position that she had. So she had the choice. He said, "If we break up, then you gotta go." So she chose to stay and stay in that relationship. So she can't write a book saying she feels some type of way. 
Well, she can and she is and she did. May not be right, but she did just that. Unfortunately, only one of us is following the rules tonight. All four of us are following the rules, I should say. But only one of us is wearing merchandise from the Telemade Network. Uh, brands. That's me. That'd be That's you. me. <laughs> merchandise is available, y'all. Uncensored Minds merchandise is available. Telemade Kicks merchandise is available. Game 7 merchandise is available. You know what? I want to take a little sidebar for a quick second. I want to pick a little sidebar because I have so many people that hit me up and say, no, what the hell is game seven? Y'all be talking about that. I don't know what game seven is. Game seven, game seven, game seven. Game seven is this. Sit back and enjoy them. Watch this for a minute. I'll play you. What? One game, one-on-one. -on -one. For what? The best two words in sports. Game seven. Now, people have a check. Field. Oh, there's Van Jones. 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 Defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? Who got next? Hey, yo, 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 we got next. Baby, where we gonna live at, son? Central Park West somewhere? What you gonna buy your mom, son? How on. A big house. It's the will of the man. It ain't the skill of the man. Don't be afraid of nobody. Take it. Take it. strong, baby. Like nobody's better than you. Let's go. Let's go, G. It's down to one game. Just one game now. Game seven. Next. See that man in the right corner? He's one of the hosts of game seven. So that's what game seven is. I know a number of people always say, no, what the hell are you be talking about? Game seven is an, um, another extension of the Telemade brand that is brought to you on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Go check it out. The same way y'all support us on Telemade Kicks on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Go and support the guys at Thursdays at seven o'clock. You will be you will be entertained from the start to the finish. These, these two guys come on there full of passion, full of information, and it's another extension of us here at Uncensored Mind. So go out there and check it out. The shit started is the actually the profit on that show. He's doing his thing. So go check out Game Seven. Get your merch. Check it out. We need. The support for us on the other things as well. What's up, T? Thanks. What's up? <laughs> you hear the slander? Like, you hear the puff daddy slander? Like, who's this? <laughs> I know you was ready to like blast <laughs> off. <laughs> the blasphemy. Listen, the blasphemous that's going on right now is going to be addressed at a later time. <laughs> <laughs> 
the Puff Daddy blasphemy. Not only the Puff Daddy blasphemous, my name being mentioned earlier, <laughs> that will be addressed at another time. The blasphemy. Oh, oh shit. Well, you know how that go. I'm in trouble, right? But where we at, man? We got we, our resident. We? we got our resident um legologist here. And I mean paralegal extraordinaire ish. And she is going to break down this next topic for us in detail. And we are then going to back back and forth it. The -hmm. importance of a paid lawyer versus a public defender and how that leads to an excessive sentencing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, guys, listen, we all know that... um, especially in the world of obtaining a lawyer. Most of the time, the most important time to obtain a lawyer is when you're facing some criminal charges. And so we will stick to that realm because, um, you know, you can delve into uh, pre, uh, uh, public defenders and private attorneys and other areas as, as well. But we, we're going to stick to the criminal aspect of it. And we all know that sometimes criminal situations may not necessarily affect us personally, but they can affect someone that we love or someone that might be close to us, whether it be a friend, a neighbor, or something of some sort. So we all have to educate ourselves with respect to how to properly and effectively obtain good counsel, okay? So we will start with a few bullet points and then we will expound from there. One, number one, money and cost, okay? That's number one, money and cost. That actually, um, you know, makes the decision as to whether you can have a public defender or a paid attorney. Money and costs. Two is legal knowledge and the resources, okay? Three, experience and connections. Four, caseload, time management, okay? Savvy, charisma, resolve. Savvy, charisma, and resolve. Another one, extensions, outside of the actual criminal case, okay? And I'll explain further what I mean by that. Extensions outside of the actual criminal case. And lastly, the average success rate, period, facts, period, point blank facts, the average success rate of a public defender versus a private attorney. So we're going to delve into all of that Um, this evening and making sure that everyone is well equipped should this ever come at your doorstep not necessarily you but it may be a loved one so let's get into it guys all right um, let's get into it what do what do you what do you say would be the the average price on like a low level case Mm -hmm. what would be the average price just to retain a lawyer i would say right so I mean, it it really all depends on the charges that you're facing, but most private attorneys will charge um, level by level of a case. So they will charge you for the preliminary hearing level first, and typically that can run you, depending on the caliber of attorney that you are 
um, seeking can run you anywhere from $2,500 to $5,000 just for the preliminary hearing only for a good attorney, um, for a high quality attorney, I shall say. You can get, you know, on the lower level of attorneys, $750, $1,000 for a preliminary hearing. Some might go as low as $500. It just really all depends on the quality of attorney that you are seeking. So uh, even people don't even know like those little um, little basic things like uh, emails or phone calls. Those are like 100 to 200 dollars. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it depends, too, on how you see uh, like the attorney that you um, are equipped with. Some charge on an hourly basis, some charge on a flat fee basis. So if it's a flat fee basis, you know, it's just a typical small flat fee. If it's an hourly fee, you're figuring one tenth of an hour. Most high, high level attorneys are $725 an hour. So you're figuring a phone call might cost you $72.50 just for a few minutes. You know, it just really all depends on, um, again, the caliber of attorney of attorney that you are seeking. Um, and this, all of this boils down to whether you can even afford an attorney or not. Some people are faced with the fact that they can't afford this. So therefore they, they have no other option, but to seek a public defender, which puts them in a, a really tight position. All right. So what do you think people should do if they can't afford it? Like if they can't afford to get a lawyer, what, what, what would be your advice to them? Listen, um, I speak to people on a daily basis with this issue. And the one thing that I always say to them is that your livelihood is on the line. Right. Your livelihood is on the line. I don't know how you can do it. I don't know if you have the resources to do it. But if you got to borrow huh. and then pay it back, like this is your life on the line. It is going to be a matter of what boils down <laughs> to your life. And it's honestly, if you don't have a value for your life, some people don't have the resources and I understand that. And please don't mistake that to me when I tell people like, you gotta do that. But no, we no, can pull no, out resources for other things. Let's no, pull out the resources. No, East, let's, let's stay right there. So mm -hmm. if you don't have the resources to borrow, you have to do basically whatever the fuck you were doing <laughs> yes, i mean i didn't necessarily want to say it and i didn't want to be that right and i didn't want to say that and i didn't want to be insensitive to that and i always try when i'm speaking to clients to make sure that i i genuinely come across in a way where they are kind of understanding and gravitating to what i'm saying right but pretty much i'm saying is your life worth whatever it is that you have to do in order to obtain an attorney? And I always say, okay, even if you don't obtain the highest quality of an attorney, get an attorney that at least would be midway. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like that right. would at least be midway and that would at least take some time with you um, in regards to that. And we'll get into the whole, you know, PD versus private attorney and, and, and some of the levels of that, you know, but the top one is money and right. costs. So let us know in the chat. Um, if y'all have any questions, you know, about Each. this topic. Yes. Okay. Let me ask you this for those that cannot afford an attorney, could they get a student that is like at the end and, um, don't, don't students have like certain amount of hours that they have to put in 
when they are nearing their the end of their um, externship. And, you know, people look down on students, but what they must look at is a student is going to work extra hard to prove themselves. Is that an option for someone who cannot afford an attorney is to seek um, a school and try mm -hmm. to seek a graduated student? Well, unfortunately, you can't practice law without having passed the bar exam and being exemplified as a member of the bar of the court, meaning being an attorney. Those type of individuals who are nearing their externship, who have, um, you know, are close to nearing and passing the bar, but has graduated with their law degree, et cetera, they still have to take further steps. Those individuals are honestly, they're ghosting attorneys right now, meaning they are like following them in ghost okay. positions, okay, yeah. in court, they're following them, whether it be judge internships or whatever the case may be, whatever type of law and area they are focusing on, they are actually shadowing, okay, these attorneys, okay. they're not actually able to represent you, no. So nobody can seek someone who is not quite there just yet. Um, they actually have to be a newbie, but that's it again. And we're getting to that. Like you don't necessarily want those inexperienced um, newbies. But um, there, there yeah. is examples and uh, like high profile cases where a lawyer will take your case just because of the publicity of the case. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they will be doing pro bono. Not all attorneys are required to do pro bono work, but some attorneys will just for that specifically for the uh, publicity that will, that they will get from that. And people will then recognize their name, et cetera. You know, if you're, if you're on a, a, a morning show, or whatever, talking about a high profile case, well, then people are going to remember that name. They're going to start Googling you. And should they find themselves in a predicament or anybody that they know in a predicament, they're going to be like, boom, that's who I need to go to. And yep. you also uh, mentioned relationships. So yep. relationships play a big part in this from, but like, I, I might know your brother. I might know the brother of the lawyer who could, you know, plug me into this lawyer and he'll cut me, you know, a certain discount on the price just because of our relationship. Absolutely. You could be, it could be relationships as far as money. It could be relationships as far as what, what the defense attorney has with the prosecutor. It right. could be the relationships with what the attorney has with the judge. It could be relationship to what the attorney has with law enforcement. Relationships are extremely important in this situation. Not everybody has um, solid relationships in the industry. I can be an attorney and not, and I can just have gone to law school. I can know my, my books and all of that. And I could read you the law inside and out backwards and frontwards. But if I don't have a relationship to effectuate that, then it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. So relationships are extremely important. This is why you want to have a paid attorney that has experience in relationships. It's, it's connections. It's super important. Behind the scenes, you honestly won't know how important it is, but it's super important. And a lot of people uh, think that if I need a lawyer, I could just get any lawyer. 
<laughs> and that's not how this works. You have to get a lawyer that's whatever in the field that your case is in, because a yes. lot of lawyers don't know other shit that's outside of their field. Facts. Uh, a, a civil lawyer, a divorce attorney, right. you would not, I don't, if it's a family attorney, like you would not want them to handle your criminal case. Some people right. feel comfort with, you know, an attorney and knowing them, oh, well, they handle some wills for me. So let me give them a call or, oh, they, you know, they handled, you know, an issue that I was having with a landlord at some point. Oh, you know, no, you need to have somebody, especially somebody crafted in the criminal defense field. Like you need to, if that's what you're looking for, you need to stay within the field and somebody that is rooted in that field for many, many, many years. No, you got questions? Nah, I'm soaking it all up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let me hit this one thing. So we talked about experience and connections, but also private attorneys have resources that PDs don't. So PDs have to follow the government's rules. Okay. They can't always hire outside, um, you know, uh, private detectives. They can't all, always hire outside um videographers and people that are able to break down crime scenes and and evidence they're they're not always entitled to that because unfortunately the funding is very limited within the public defender's office okay and therefore they're not entitled to a lot of the resources that a private counsel could have so that could mean or make or break if you are on trial let's say for murder um and you need somebody to break down the crime scene well, they may not be able to do that for you, unfortunately, because their resources are very limited. They don't have the money for it. You don't have the money for it. And therefore, it just it gets kind of pushed to the side and you just have to, you know, go move forward with any evidence that you have. Whereas a private attorney will be able to hire outside resources okay, that will be able to effectuate your case and get it all lined up for you. All right. All right. Isha, I got a question. So mm-hmm. somebody was halfway into paying, you know, what they needed to pay this lawyer. And then they couldn't come up with the rest. How does that work? Well, most, most attorneys have either, um, you know, attorneys that work for them or that do per diem work for them. Um, And so typically that type of thing, you know, you're given an ample opportunity to, stick to your agreement, the financial arrangement that you made. And if you don't, then you get butt passed off, you know, to um, the associate attorney, which typically is a good attorney because they go under counsel of the lead attorney typically. So you don't necessarily make out that bad. Um, You just don't get what you set out to pay for, you know? So, Um, and also to the caseload. You have to remember that PDs are faced with an excessive caseload. They can't say yes or no to, I don't want to take this case. Oh, well, I have 100 cases and I can't keep up. They have to work every single case. And that means their time management is very limited. They can't spend two weeks prepping a a homicide case because they just don't have the time to, you know what I mean? They're in court every single day on other cases. So the difference between a PD and a a, a private attorney, private attorney has staff, private attorney has other resources that is able to prep while they're in court. 
and to do things like that. Whereas a PD, they don't have a secretary. They don't have paralegals. They don't have people that could do the case law research. They got to do all of that from the muscle. So therefore, some cases definitely lack definitely lack and they can't pick and choose what cases they take so if i'm an individual who don't like child molesters right and i get that case i'm I just take i'm just case. feeding you over i'm just feeding you over to the to the judge like i'm not facts. working on this shit i'm just feeding facts. you to the judge facts facts right. so as a private private attorney you can pick and choose what cases that you just don't want to do because you know that you won't successfully represent them with pds you have to represent any and everybody and therefore if there's something that you don't like or don't want to do you're not putting much effort into it you're not putting much passion into it you just whatever you're going to get your paycheck regardless and oh well all right helen has a question but i don't know if we can put an answer to this if you can see it on the yeah side. that's pretty pretty difficult um but Research shows that typically versus a private attorney and a PD, if you have a PD, you're going to do approximately three years more. So whatever the case may be, say if you were sentenced to four to eight, you're going to do a seven to 14 with a PD. Um, it is significantly shown through research that with a PD, you're going to do approximately three years more. So the ratios it? do show. I mean, they don't know what the it, fuck they doing? It, it, just, <laughs> it really, it really boils down to just that. You know, some are just like, like I don't each, know if you. Mm -hmm, go ahead. Each, it's like when you're in court, right? Your lawyer knows certain lingo, certain little things. They might have a certain relationship with this judge. They have little tricks of the trade that public defenders just don't have. Just don't. Just right. don't. They just don't have it. And, I mean, you know, a lot of the times with the PDs, it's the luck of the draw, honestly. You don't know if you get in somebody who's worked for the PD's office for 10 years or somebody that's worked for the PD's office for 10 days. You do not know. And therefore, somebody coming straight out of law school, they may know the books, but they may not know how to maneuver in the courtroom. Right. So therefore, you just don't know exactly what you're getting. It is the luck of the draw. Not all PDs are bad. This is not saying that a PD doesn't know what it is that they're doing. It's not a matter of that. We're not taking anything from the PDs, right? But we're just stating that some PDs are overworked, not enough resources, very green, okay? Meaning they don't have experience, they don't have connections, they're fresh out of law school, and they're given significant cases, homicides, things that mean people's livelihoods and lives that are at stake. And, you know, it's just, it's an unfortunate situation. You know, right. unfortunate situation. Ish, I just want to say that um, it basically boils down like this, right? If you have a PD, they might, and this is a maybe, like they don't all the time show up, but they might show up and they might meet you in the court when you're about to talk to the judge. When you have a paid lawyer, they're going to strategize and there's going to be effort put into your case. PDs don't have that kind of time. Facts. Facts. And I mean, you know, typically, and this is just speaking from the office that I work from, um, you know, basically the prep is consistent from the time that we're retained to the time we go to court. 
So even if my boss is in court on a three-week homicide, your case is still being worked on by all of us. Right. Okay. It's still getting broken down. It's still things being done. So if you don't see or hear from him, you got a whole team that you mm. see or hear from. And most good attorneys have it, have you situated that way so that you never feel a disconnect right. because the connection is so important and knowing what's going on with your case at all times. And even if you don't necessarily know and understand the strategy, you know that there is one because you see the work happening in front of you. It's always done um, by email with the client on it. So it's round the clock, round the clock, um, information. Um, and, say, and most um, good attorneys do that. I would say depending on your, your uh, situation or your actual crime, it, it's it's like a, a basis of like $1,000 to probably like $3,000 just to retain a paid lawyer. So that's not them taking, you know, digging into your case. That's just for you to say that you Facts. have a lawyer. Facts. Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts. That's, and I would agree with that. And that's absolutely the truth. And most people don't understand how important that is just to have them on retainer. Now, most people right. will call and be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So I stay right there because a lot of people think that once they pay that money to say that they have retained a lawyer, that they have paid for a lawyer. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Right. I mean, and most attorneys, you know, some people will be like, okay, well, he quoted, you know, 5,000. Can I bring in? 500 for him to get started nope sorry you got to have at least half down and then you got to have a plan in regards to that other 2500 money unfortunately with private attorneys is important because once an attorney is in on your case they are stuck with that case for the duration so if you decided to burn them or whatever the case may be and the judge doesn't allow them out of the case then the attorney is kind of like fucked in a sense um because they can't get out of it so Money will be an important factor. The first step is important. So people don't understand it. Um, let us know if y'all have any questions in the chat. Um, mm-hmm. What else did we want to get into on this, uh, Ish? So we talked about the difference in the times, the time that you normally get. Mm-hmm. We, t- we talked about the money difference. There's mm-hmm. an attention difference. A what? I'm sorry. I said there's an attention difference. Right. Yep. The time management. Absolutely. We talked about experience and connections and how important that is. And that comes down to the wire sometimes, too. You don't understand how many uh, cases are on a caseload and it comes down to the day of trial. And you will hear sometimes an attorney say, oh, my jury broke down. Well, your jury will break down because they have been negotiating and pounding out because honestly, judges, et cetera, don't want to use county time to go to trial. So they will do whatever it takes to resolve it in an awesome manner, acceptable to everybody. And it takes a good attorney to be able to pound that out and effectuate that. So that is so important. And people don't realize that. People don't realize that. But also the relationship between you and your lawyer is important because you may need this lawyer again. Facts. Facts. And also, let me ask you this. Um, like if you have a private lawyer and you do have to serve some time, could they have an impact on choosing a less dangerous prison facility for you to go to? Yeah, unfortunately, 
know. I mean, I can speak for Pennsylvania because I'm not quite sure of the other states, states, but within Pennsylvania, there is the designation is up to the Bureau of Prisons with if we know our branches of government, we know that the prisons fall under not the judicial branch, they fall under their own branch. So therefore they make their own rules. They're not even governed mm -hmm. by the by the judicial branch. So they do whatever they want to do. And therefore they are in control of that. They designate you wherever. You know, there is, you know, certain prisons that are there to categorize you and maybe ship you out um, into these other prisons. Ish, can you tell Helen how important it is about playing golf with this question? <laughs> yes, absolutely. But not even so much in having those interpersonal connections where, you know, we having a beer or we're going to play golf, but just knowing the judge, their attributes, are they defense, are they defense privy? Are they, you know, prosecution work like, you know, who, whose side? And you know this by knowing them as attorneys first, because most judges have worked as an attorney in, in whatever county they become judges in for some time. So you kind of already know it is up to you as a good defense attorney to know the judges inside and out. So that way, when the case is spin to these judges, you already know what you face with. Well, listen here, Mr. Um, you know, Mr. Gathers, like, this judge is not a good judge for you. We need to either try to spin it out and they've stopped a lot of this, but we either need to try to spin it out. We need, need to do something to get this out of the hands of this judge because there, no matter which way we go, this judge is going to knock us down. It's, it's good to know the judges even outside of the personal relationships. Now, you know, the personal relationships always help. And just think, public defender is, reported by the, is appointed by the court. We're a commonwealth state, so the commonwealth will appoint its own lawyer, and they have ratios and things that they want to hit and convictions that they want to hit every year for their own number. These things help um, people get elected, helps judges get elected, helps them get reelected. It helps mayors get elected. It helps, you know, police commissioners and things like that. So when you have a public defender who's appointed by the court, that can never, that never, ever, 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 ever slim chance working in your favor. There's always will lead to some sort of conviction, be it probation and or possible jail time. Yeah. And you're trying to avoid both of those scenarios. So this is where you do the dirty work and get that money together to get yourself a private attorney who was going to fight for you and your freedom versus just helping you be convicted and possibly getting a very, very long sentence. So that means that means if you have to get mama to put up the house, <laughs> whatever you have to do, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But I want to ask you, Ish, um, can you tell the people the importance of listening to your lawyer? Mm -hmm. Some people, you know, they go in with that 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 premise. I I hired you. You work for me, and they know they hear about what what Joe, what happened with his, you know, his shooting case or what happened with his robbery and whatever the case may be. And, and they try to bring in, you know, stories and shit that they learn from other people. And every situation is not the same. You hire this attorney to give you effective legal counsel. Listen to them. They think very differently than the common mind. 
You know, they think based on the law. They think based on what loopholes. You and I, as regular citizens, will not know everything. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunate that a lot of people want to stick to their own guns and not listen to their attorney, which backfires each and every time. It never fails. It's so important because they're going to know best, even if you don't necessarily agree with how they're going to come about your resolution. It's important. So now that we're talking about the right representation, right? What happens if your representation fails you and you are now convicted? Can you see yourself dating someone in jail? Karen, I'm going to let you start with that. Could you meet and or date someone in jail? Of course, on the surface, I would say no. Um, I could not. But in reality, I don't think none of us could honestly say what we would or would not do if we were faced with that. Uh, because you could fall in love with somebody. I mean, me personally, I don't, I would say no, that I couldn't, but you never say never, but I would say no, because I'm going to always have that question in my mind. Um, were you like a bitch when you were in there? You know, some of them come out and be big and bully, but <laughs> behind those bars, they was Miss Latina Turner. So I'm going to always have that question in the back of my mind. That's just me. <laughs> no. Do you want to speak Bro, or you want me to speak? <laughs> I'm too shocked. You flabbergasted? Uh, <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm going to say, um, of course, I've probably dated a couple girls who have been in or out of jail, but if I could meet somebody in jail and then date them, it would depend on what they were in jail for, probably. That would be the, the defining factor, depending on what you are in jail for, how long you're going to be in jail, what is the circumstances around you know, you being in jail. I need to know the story. What's up, now? Yeah, I could fucking do it. I think I could do it. <laughs> It's it's one it's just one thing. I I mean I, I could do it. it. It is what it is. Like we we all make mistakes. We all done this and shit that somebody might not find. Um, somebody might have found offensive, or somebody might just not agree with from our past. Um, would hopefully we want somebody to stick by us and, and, and love us all the same. Um, however it came about through a pen pal or we was we was friends and lovers on the street, and then they got took into jail. You know, what I mean, I, I still would rock with them. There's certain things just don't don't scare me off that easily. Um, yeah, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't care what they did. All right, no, let's let's play out some scenarios. Say she just came home, mm-hmm. and she killed her last boyfriend. It was self defense, but she killed her last boyfriend. You rocking? Yeah. Solid. I'm gonna have a, we're gonna have a sit down. We're gonna have a fucking sit. Down. <laughs> we gotta have a talk first. We gotta. <laughs> My motherfucking name ain't Ricky. <laughs> nigga that you killed ain't me. We ain't even gonna go down that fucking route. Hmm. Chill. Relax. All right, okay. no. No, she was she was 
running a sex trafficking ring. No. <laughs> no, no. That's one thing that will keep me away from her. I no, because you endangered the lives of un, of um of innocent people. Mm-hmm. Sex trafficking. It's three things that I, that I wouldn't that I would. It would be a no, 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 no for me. A sex trafficker, a rapist, and someone who fucked with kids. All those those three things off the table for me. If you molested or or abused a child. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, though. Um, she was 19 and the boy was 16. And now she comes home from that. Oh, she and she got statutory rape. Right. That's different. But if you messing with little two-year-olds, three-year-olds, and five-year-olds and shit like that, it's a little wild. But if you just had a, a monogamous relationship or a consensual relationship with a minor, it's a little different. That's a little different. It's levels to it's levels to that type of stuff. It's different. But when you mess them with children, 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 inappropriately, that's when we got a problem. Sex trafficking, we got a problem. All right, what's your answer? Can you can you date somebody in jail or what? Can you I meet could. somebody? Can you meet somebody that's in jail and date them? All right, so the meeting somebody in jail and dating them would be a little weird to me, only simply because, like, my mind, in my mind, I see and I hear so much shit every day. So I would be a little biased to something like that because it would really boil down to the charges and shit. <laughs> like, I'm going to be really digging and delving, and I got access to a lot of stuff, so I'm going to be trying to figure it out and put things together. But So that would be a little difficult for me, but I definitely would date somebody that, got into some trouble, like if I was already dealing with them or I knew them, I would date them. If they got into some trouble, I would ride it out, whatever the case may be. But it really all depends on the charges. I'm with Nell on that. That's important. So you saying you're not going to be smashing the best friend when he get locked up? That's what you're saying? I'm not going to be smashing the best friend. (laughs) Nope. I sure am not. Let us know in the chat if y'all could meet and or date somebody in jail, man. What's up? Does anybody else have any more words? Not, on the, not the not the back door um the back door Joe out this John Katie said she she in her mind she thinking they they done turned, and well they that that depends on too how long they have been in there and right. all of that you know so where do these thoughts start do these thoughts start three years five years ten years where does it start huh. Like if they have been in there like over 10 years, that thought is there. Or if they are repeat defenders, like every time you turn around, they're going back. They're going back. Some niggas are just bad. Yeah. (laughs) Some niggas are just bad. They go to jail a lot because they do a lot of bad shit. (laughs) And and that that may be the point. And more than likely that is the point. But in this mind right here, they going back to Tina or whoever. All right, ladies, do y'all... Would you say no? But they ain't got to go to jail to go get them. They, go, they can do that on the street. No, no. I'm saying, you know, because they become, it, it gets to the point that some people spend so much time in jail that they cannot function on the outside. Right. Institutional. And, and, and honesty. And when they can't function on the outside, if I'm in your life, well, you know, my life is not going to be functional. Because your life is not functional. So it's different things that you have to look at. And I'm just looking at family members that I've had 
that have went to jail and that were repeaters. You know what I'm saying? And how it was for their loved one. I mean, they always drug them down with them. But they were loyal to them because they loved them. But they kept going back, going back, and going back. So when you get to that case right there, then no, for sure, I would not. Do you have a number where you start thinking a nigga suspect? I don't know if I could ever really truly think it. I've known individuals who have been on the inside for some time, and they say that it's honestly not really like, you know, what we see it portrayed as on TV or in movies. You know, obviously, yeah, it's a choice. choice. And obviously shit happens or whatever the case may be. Um, But it's not like, you know, they're turned to that. Um, so I don't know if I would put a limit on it at all, period, for me. I think I'm just going to, you know, know the person and, and see the person for what they are. And if, if it works out that way and we hook up or we get together after he gets out, then it's whatever. I'm not going to, I don't think I would think that. All right. No, let's stay here. No, if she was in jail for two or three years and she had a girlfriend who she was eating her box, they was exchanging box eating. Could you mess with her when she come home? Yeah, because everybody got a pass. And what it's just like you meeting somebody on the street nowadays that could have been a lesbian before they got with you or they could have had fun before they got with you and they get with you. So, yeah, I could. I mean, I don't things don't easily deter me from somebody who I like. If I like you, I like you. Your past is your past. Hopefully our present. I mean, our present um, future right now is what that is. And. I can't change what you did before. Before this, this, this is a good. This is a good point, ladies. We need y'all answer on this. So, if a man was raped in jail, can you not mess with him? Raped? Why the fuck do we always got to get raped? <laughs> well, most of the time, the individuals the that case. that get raped, you know, they're they're not strong enough to because any any regular man, they gonna be fighting to the death. Ish, one of you, us going we're die. staying around the question though, Ish. One could of us going to die. Could you mess oh, with the man who was raped in jail? <laughs> He's not that way. He doesn't want any parts of it, but this did happen to him. Could you mess with him? I feel bad and I feel sorry. No, because that means you no, you can't hold your own. That's how I look at it. And that's that's a crazy way to look at it, right? Because sometimes people are overpowered. Sometimes yeah. shit happens, but in my mind. It wouldn't be the rape so much. It wouldn't be the getting fucked so much. It would be that you weren't strong enough to fight to the fucking death to protect yourself. Because one of us going to die. Say to protect your ass. Say that. Each say to protect your ass. To protect (laughs) your ass. Okay. That would be the reason. Well, um, now I. I wouldn't, but not for the reason each said. My reason is different. Because I really believe that they can be overpowered. If you get a bunch of damn niggas, they holding you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do but get your ass rammed into. Behind that, it's going to be mental issues. This ain't and the move. This ain't the move. <laughs> Those gang rapes. That's what I'm Del- saying. A lot of people, yeah. Jail got situations like that. But that shit is exasperated in these movies. That but I'm just saying. Now, I'm just giving the... The scenario of, you know, is um, it's not that I would turn my back on because they got raped because people can get raped, but it's the mental that's gonna follow that. 
because that shit is going to eat them up. If they are, you know, they really did not want that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but th that's that, what I'm asking. What, what, what if he's that's gotten past that? What if that was something that happened to him and he's handling it? Well, if he's handling it and I probably wouldn't know about it if he's handling it because he's not going to talk about it. Right? He's very candid to you, though. Like, he's right. very, he's, he's very telling very you that this happened to me, but, you know, I didn't want it. It's just something that happened to me. Right. It's the same. It's the same as you know a nigga being molested as right. a little kid. Well, let me put it this way: I don't know if my mental could handle it. So, could you handle a man being molested as a right. child, teenager? Yes. Versus absolutely. being molested in jail. I could absolutely. What's the That's your answer to each? Maybe because no. I can relate to it, but I could. I I could handle it that way. It's touchy. All right, so let's reverse the roles that somebody said in the comments. If you were locked up, would you want to? Would you pursue love? Um, being locked up with somebody on the outside, or even on the inside? Definitely not on the inside, and I probably wouldn't on the outside either because I wouldn't expect anyone to want me. I I would I would just tend to just go into a shell. I mean, honestly. I've seen a lot of cuties on lockup, man. <laughs> you know, it's websites dedicated to that. It's websites yeah. dedicated to that. They have pictures and profiles and all of that stuff for individuals in custody and people who want to pen pal with them or find love or meet or whatever. There's a whole um, social media following for that type of stuff so shout out all the people looking for love no matter what your circumstances are right no what the what does valenia's uh comments valenia said i used to work in the prison and it doesn't happen as often as people think and there's some that actually don't even mess with other men yep. Yep. i mean that's what i'm saying like a lot of people that i know doing 16 years 20 years no, bring up uh, very Cynthia. rarely happens. bring up Cynthia's uh comment. Cynthia, um, after he got raped, <laughs> how is he uh moving now? Like, is he still in jail? Does he is he out? Does he has a does he have a girlfriend? What is his situation now? She said that. Oh, and Cynthia, you know, I had a cousin that was raped in prison. He did a number, he did a long time in there, but he was raped. He lived one month. He took and jumped out in front of a 18-wheeler on mm. the interstate because he couldn't deal with it. I'm with him, man. <laughs> he couldn't deal yeah. with it. So that, that's how come I say it's, it's going to be some mental behind it for most of them. Mm -hmm. Oh, Cynthia, he's married now. Oh, he's married. He's a, he's a, he's a high-producing member of his society. Absolutely. Busting all in his wife. Some niggas can handle it. <laughs> Damn now. What? Some niggas can Giving handle us it. the visuals. <laughs> no, but him. that's great though. Cynthia. Yeah, shout out to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shout out to him. Yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah. But I know in like the Pennsylvania prisons and stuff, like um, 
you know, it does happen. It's not exempt from happening whatsoever, yeah. you know, but yeah. it just doesn't happen as often as people would think in their minds, you know, but it absolutely and positively does happen. So. All right, people, do y'all have any more questions or comments, thoughts on this topic before we move on? What's the word? But now this is where I want to sit back. This is where we get candid. This is the big topic of the night. And it goes a little something like this. It's titled Three Kids by 30, and Now She Feels Trapped. T, do you want to tell us what that is? All right. So I was watching this podcast with this uh, young lady who said she did indeed have three kids by three different guys by the time she was 30. I guess she's like in her er still in her early 30s now. And she's saying that her problem is that the kind of men that she wants or that, she, you know, that she's attracted to, they don't take her seriously because she's 30 with these three kids with these three different baby daddies. So she feels trapped in the sense of she did too much when she was young. And now she feels like she's stuck in a situation where the men that she, you know, aspires to get will not take her seriously. So that's the basis of this story. What's the word? What are your thoughts, man? Nail, Accountability you, for me. Well, I, I was about to ask Neil as the man. Could could you see yourself um, looking past that, taking her seriously? Yes. I'll show y'all what she looks like. I mean, she is nice looking. Mm -hmm. To answer a question, yes. But keep that picture up. <laughs> the reason why I keep that picture up is because you attract, in most cases, what you put out there. You want to be taken seriously, then you have to take yourself seriously. I'm not saying dress like a nun. I'm not saying be super covered up. She is a young lady living in the in these trendy times here now. Um, she's confident, as you can see, within herself, with her own body, because she's flaunting or showing, right? Anybody with a body like this would, would have no problem showing it, right? right? Um, to answer KD's question before I get to my point is, I would not have a problem with it at all. No matter how many kids you have, if I'm into you, I'm into you. I understand the responsibility that comes with dealing with someone who has kids and people have lives before me. I cannot prejudge anyone because we all have done things in our past that led us to these points now here. Right? So as being the man that's inspiring to be in her life, I'm going to take on those responsibilities because they come a part of her. Let's stay let's let's stay there now. So so you saying that you would take care of her and her three kids because she said that she has nothing else to offer but what you're looking at. Well, well what it is what what it is it about too? There there the 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 challenges that we face as men are are many. Right? We are we are bred and we are born and bred to be providers and protectors, right? Hmm. And be everything next to God. Right. And having that instilled in us from day one, there is a level of responsibility that's looked upon us to do for someone before they even do it for themselves. 
Right. Right. So as me coming into her world, trying to be in her world, I have to instill in her my my love and affection for who she is, regardless. All right, now um Helen okay. is Helen is in the chat and she said um she wants to know what kind of she's seeking out a guy to come take care of her and her three kids so she can sit at home and go shopping and just you know be cute. But that's what, but, that's what but she's and, and for. please please let this not be let this not be a point where nobody gets offended by what I'm about to say. But what woman doesn't want a man to come take care of her and her kids if that's what she has? That's what they deem our role as being the come into and take care of. Now, you ladies are going to say, and, and I get it, and I agree with you a thousand percent. I am my own person. I am independent. I can take care of myself. But yet and still, you still want a man who is going to come in your life and add value to it and provide and protect. We've, we've, already, we've already talked about that in detail. So right. knowing that, that's nothing new. Right. What I would say is she has to find her niche as her person, as a person of her own self. But this is this is, this, this is where it stops. Now, she telling you, I don't care about none of that. This is what it is. What? Just take care of me and my kids. Right. <laughs> I don't care about, you know, getting a job or learning or becoming, you know, Whatever it is, I don't care about none of this shit that you're saying. Then what? She <laughs> I'm I'm cute. I got this body, and you should just come and take care of me, and that's that. And and there's and there might be some men who was willing to do that, but I need more than just a body. I need more than just being cute. I need you to have a sense of self respect for yourself to want for yourself, even if I can and cannot provide it for you. Right. Because at some point you're going to have to be able to stand with me. Right. Not depend upon me. So that's so that's the question now. So if she tells you that's what it is, take it or leave it. Or are you leaving it at the door? I'm leaving it because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how beautiful the person is, how sexy they are. That's not what I that's that's not who I want to be with. Someone who doesn't want anything for themselves. All right, ladies, have you seen, you know, anything of this magnitude? Mm -hmm. I definitely have. I've definitely experienced it firsthand with, um, you know, individuals that I am extremely close with. Um, and just to speak on this specific uh, instance, um, you know, where she says she, you know, could feel trapped or, or that's the statement, you know, the mindset first and foremost is what's going to trap you. Because if you don't open up your mind and you don't elevate yourself, then you're it's constantly going to be a revolving door because that's a lot to place on somebody to just take care of you and your children. If you're not willing to evolve yourself, you know what I mean? Because eventually they're going to get tired of it. Even if they would it for a little bit, you know what I mean? They're going to eventually, it's going to be rotating in a revolving door. But, you know, I do have someone that's extremely close to me who is in a similar situation and actually thinks that way. And, um, you know, we had a whole, you know, type of 
family get together where, you know, we all try to talk and, and try to get some resolve to the situation. And it really all depends on the individual and what they are open to doing. If they're open to seeing, um, you know, that this type of behavior sometimes can be a detriment more to themselves than to anyone else. If they're not willing to see those type of things, then nothing's ever going to change. And they are going to forever be tracked in exactly their uh, situation. Yeah. Uh, my bad. Laughing. I know we got in trouble for laughing last week, but I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> the dig laughing. Laughing got us in trouble last week, but I'm laughing. Yes, we don't want no laughing. Helen, the reason why I'm laughing at Helen is because she says she got life bent. Right. And that's the harsh reality of shit the world is nowadays. We try to we we talk about it in detail every week. We tell y'all what we face out here. And we tell y'all we face with the good, the bad, and the ugly. And regardless of how beautiful this young lady is, this is this is common. This ain't just a one-off type of situation. Right. This is far too common in the world nowadays. So mm -hmm. we see this often. Right. And it's nothing new to us. Mm -hmm. But when y'all see it and y'all hear it and y'all and we start to we start to explain what these persons, the, the person don't want to do and what they want, what their wants are, it sounds crazy. Right. All right. Why we, the, 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 the gentleman of this conversation always talks and limps about being more than just pretty, having something going on for yourself more than just your body or your looks, mm -hmm. even if it's not monetary, because everything ain't always got to be about you matching what I match monetarily. I just right. need your energy to be on somewhat of a par with mine as far as wanting to us wanting us to succeed. Okay. Us, the two right. of us. You ain't always gotta have everything that I got. You ain't gotta match the things I got. I didn't get with you for that. I got with you for the sure thing that I can't provide myself, and that's love and companionship. I can get and Leo, that's a good thing. Else every man thought like that. Now mm -hmm. I can speak on that because I know women who have kids who don't have jobs, who don't want jobs, who's looking for just that, a man to come in and take care of her. And because she got the bang, bang body, nine times out of 10, she's going to find one to do it temporarily. Right. Then she got to go out and find another sponsor. However, I know young women who have gotten like that, have three kids, but go out and make their own money. That's what in fact, refuse to bring any men inside around their kids. But that's what they're supposed to do. So we're not doing... Exactly. It's nothing wrong. That's why I'm speaking on that. So for that young lady, T, to build herself, she need to do for herself. She need to gain herself. Gain her own worth first. And mm -hmm. then when she find her own worth, she's going to find somebody to match that worth. She don't care. She don't care. She don't want to. She don't want to. She don't want to. She, she don't want to. And sometimes it's about mm -hmm. what I can get. Right. I'll just I want to say Care about yeah. that. My self worth. Nothing. What means something to me is if I can dress nice. If my kids got cute clothes on, so we can take good pictures on Instagram and make the world think we got it. That's what matters to these pe these people like that. Mm -hmm. And that's why we always talk about be more than just that. Right. We ain't asking you to be millionaires. 
We just ask you to have a little drive and help me help us or help us help each other. That's all. You can't take, I can't take you serious if you don't even take your own self serious. Self serious. Right. At some point, do we understand what self esteem means? Self esteem is the self esteem that you have for yourself, the esteem that you have for yourself. Y'all want people to have self esteem for y'all or, or to esteem for y'all selves more than y'all have the, your own self esteem. Like, I don't be, y'all want people to dig into you or, or put more into you than you got for your own self. That's unfair. That's unfair. So, if you can't, if you have no, if you can't have, and it ain't, when I say provide for yourself, I don't mean material things or monetary things. I mean a level of, conscientiousness mm -hmm. to have something more and you can get those things you can get those things from the opposite the opposite party got to be able to you got to be able to foster them relationships you got to be able to plant those seeds that's going to help grow the, the nourishments that we both can feed off of for each other Shit. I would love to go shopping without think she got a great style. <laughs> she got a nice couple outfits. Right, right. Mm -hmm. But then but then again, you would be just privy on to just that it would, temporarily. Yeah. It would be it just up. temporary type shit, you yeah. know? Yeah. So that's funny though. She then she left a little mm -hmm. But T, how about you? Got her little titties out. I'm smashing and dashing on Shorty. No, not her little titties <laughs> out now. Stop. You got a little titty. You know, you know what? Me, I don't even. I ain't. I ain't even attracted by that shit. Man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, hold on. Now. I want to say it like this. I'm a smash and dash on Shorty only because I'm too old to go backwards. So I've already raised my kids and X, Y, and Z. I don't have time to be raising your kids now. Like if we was both twenty and and you had three kids and I had a kid, hey, I can make that work. But me being 43 and my kids are grown and out of the house, I don't want you moving your new three little kids into my right. place. <laughs> I don't got that kind that of time. Sense. That makes sense. All right. I would. You don't got no kids. It's easy for you to say that. <laughs> yeah. But she would have to be in the right mental space too now for you to be to want to do that as well. Yeah, I would move. Some, I would, if I like the girl like that, I move her and her kid in my house. I even removed grandkids. I'm like, I don't care. I want all the shit. I like all that. But I, I, I also knew that at 20, like even at even at 2022, 20, when I was coming across girls with kids, and I was like, nah. <laughs> uh -huh. I like my freedom. I like to be able to move around whenever I want to move around, however I want to move around. Nell saying that I'm not trying to wait for the kids to go to sleep. I don't have time for all of that shit. That's all you're right to say. Nell saying that now, that now, but as soon as them three I'm, kids I'm get into the crib, right? Nell saying that now, but as soon as them three kids get in his crib, swinging from you right. know from the chandeliers, look, look, like they didn't fuck up his joys. Look, they didn't fuck up his joys. They didn't fuck they up his joints. We got fucking ground rules. You're not touching my sneaks. But, oh, and, they gonna touch those. That's what I'm saying. There is whatever. no ground rules. We, they they gonna gonna touch know there is no ground right. rules. When they got them no UNC fives in the middle of the floor with a marker going bananas. Crayon. We'll see how you feel at that time. 
Facts. I'm a little I I think a little differently though. I, I know what it is to be raised by a man that wasn't yeah. my biological. So I know what that dynamic looked like and feel like. And I wouldn't mind giving that back to somebody else if I love their mother. Right, but also you wasn't a little rascal. Yeah. <laughs> These are some little rascals. I'm a little motherfucker. I ain't going to lie. I was a little Nah, I'm talking about a rascal. These type of rascals. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't a kid. Yeah, you wasn't that. Yeah. It's one thing of being, you know, bad and curious or whatever, but it's this is no new situation. These kids different now. As I get older, my patience for things gets shorter. So I probably would kill somebody kid if they fucked up my door. Yeah, hello. Yes, you would. See, see, think about this. Think about this. Close your eyes and think about this. Your UNC fives, brand new, fresh out the box. Mm -mm, And he got and he got forty eight colors of the Crayola box. Let me open my eyes back up because I almost passed out when you said markers. Each mark. Oh yeah, not just permanent. Not the semi permanent. Not the washable markers. The, the permanent markers. How much is it the retain Exactly. <laughs> Facts. How much is the retain the Lord? Facts. Yeah, I'm not because that. I already know. Get them on a blow a gasket. Get them on a blow a gasket. Because they're gonna be curious. Yeah. They're gonna touch it just because you say not to. And they just they're busy. Going to. They just busy. You know, we talked about that in regards to the guns and stuff. Like they just busy. Close your they eyes are. one quick minute. They got All them. Right. All right, no, no, she got a um she got she got teams, right? Yeah. And when you at work, they running motherfuckers in and out of your crib, your shit coming up missing, all kinds of shit is going on. You still working it out with Shorty? You're asking me a lot of tough things. <laughs> 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 that's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. These are the things that go on that you don't know because you don't have kids. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> when you have kids, you know that these kind of things go on. You know, you know why y'all, y'all you know why I'm because I did shit like that when I was. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Ran little, we ran motherfuckers in the, in and out of the house, but um, I can't answer that. I, I can't really answer that. I probably will have an attitude. I got an attitude in, in my big age right now. Thanks. I mean, if, if, if she leave, if she leave a towel in the chair, or something I don't fucking know. If she do something crazy, like I don't know. Like I, I get ner- I get attitudes when the when the Shower curtain don't be shut all the way because I like my certain way. I don't know. So if that right. hold, hold on, hold on now, hold on now, ladies, because y'all skating on this. The nigga come live with y'all with his three kids. Are y'all rocking? Oh hell no. <laughs> Look how quick they turn us down. <laughs> At least we give it a thought. <laughs> they but, just but turn no, us down quick. <laughs> like, no. Now, no. <laughs> wait a minute. Now I'm I'm like you said. Now in my younger days, I could have did it. I wouldn't have had a problem with it. But in my older age, I've gotten one grump. No. No. These kids are made differently now. What's your answer, Isha? I couldn't do it. My answer is, unfortunately, in my younger years, yes. In my older years, no. It definitely would have been different if I was younger because I would have had the wherewithal to to be able to put up with certain things. But now, mm mm-mm. Nope. Y'all need to explain to know all these things that be going on when you have kids in the house because he think it's fucking sweet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he think it's sweet. Sweet. 
You think it's sweet out here? It is not sweet. It is not yeah. sweet. Girl. She, she didn't walk, to the, she didn't walk to the bathroom. No, one of the kids that walked to the bathroom and grabbed your jaw. One like, day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come and visit yeah. baby in line for one day. <laughs> yeah, now I'll be like, listen, I thought I was going to be cool with this. I love her to death. Now, that is my baby. I love her to death. But when mm. I tell you that little girl and not even two yet, what mm -hmm. had my earrings on the other day? I'm like, oh, I'm like, girl, you got my earrings. See, had, See? had a marker uh -uh. Mark on my now. They're gonna have your big red boot I'm over their head and shit. Like, <laughs> you know, They're your curious. big red boots is gonna be having food gonna be and chicken and shit, shit all inside they your big be red boots. <laughs> Facts. They're gonna fit their whole body in one of them. Like you're gonna be seeing your shit all over social media, just out of control, now. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna be able to deal with it. I still gets in the dryer, y'all. She would get into the dryer. Look, AE. I eat a big piece of chicken and everything. See? <laughs> <laughs> they ate a big piece of chicken. They are a handful. They are a handful. She got a I little kid or whatever the case may be. A little grandkids come over. I'm still going to fuck with them. I got a little good rapport with the kids, though. I know That's how to... Cool, nigga. Grandkids mm -hmm. you can get rid of. <laughs> they don't live here. <laughs> <laughs> they going to live here. Oh, my God. We got another one. And this is ideology. We didn't do this in a long time. And this time... It's cracking. I don't know what we got. Oh, he got his name up there already. We got his. Oh, well, so we already know it's gonna be some <laughs> shit. We already know what it is. But before we get into, are y'all ready for ideology, ladies and gentlemen? Before we get it's into, it's gonna ideology, be a deep one. Go ahead, now. We got another. Um, we got another ad for y'all. Top fan memberships are available, and they're available now. We have every week. We have done something, um, special for the top members in the membership section, the exclusive section of. Um, uncensored minds and tell made. We've given y'all content after content after content, and we have another one that, that dropped this week as well. So, if you are not privy to see these things, that just means you have not went out and got your top fan membership. They are available. Not only do you get exclusive content, you get merchandise, and you get a front row seat to classic information that it pertains to the four of us. So, go out there and get those top fan memberships. They are available now. Available now, available now, available now. Thanks. So without further ado, I was just warming the seat up for the man of the hour, Mr. T with ideology. What's cracking, people? All right. Oh, Tonight's ideology is going to be a deep one. I need you to put some thought into your process. And it's called, I am numb to my pain. So the premise of it is some people try to avoid their past traumas, or, you know, whether it be physically, emotionally, whatever it may be, they put their pain, like they stuff it under, you know, under a mattress and try to pretend that they don't have any pain, that they're numb to it. They think that they become emotionless and that they don't care about, you know, whatever that is anymore. So some people either hide that pain away and try to ignore it and keep moving without ever addressing it. Some people put their pain onto others by internalizing that pain and then you know pushing it on to other people instead of you know getting some healing for themselves so there's a premise you know there's a thing going around saying that i am numb to my pain instead of taking the time 
to address that one you do have some pain you do have some traumas you do have emotions but you're choosing to ignore it so do you ladies while we wait for Nell to get his ass together <laughs> do you ladies know what it means to be numb to your pain Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What are your thoughts? I think sometimes for women, you know, it's easy to to want to remain powerful in every instance and to have that facade of always being the strength of and hub of strength. You know what I mean? So it's easy to kind of numb yourself and to just keep pushing. You know what I mean? To not reflect back on past hurts, past traumas, or whatever the case may be. But here's where that can be a detriment because I used to do this often. In my younger years, in my 20s, that's all I did. I, I, all I did was numb to it. But um, I lashed out a lot. And I got called out by right. some real motherfuckers that, right. that was like, listen. And I mean, called out, not just bringing it to my attention. I mean, really pulled it out of me the right. fact that i was doing this and it was it was a detriment to other people around me not just to myself but to other people around me and and so once once i was able to be pulled out of that in, in like in a vigorous way right. um i was then able to kind of like realign with myself and heal myself in order not to do that because when you do that again you hurt just others not just you, you hurt other people as well. So do you feel like uh people also do this subconsciously? Yeah. Yeah, again, especially and I'm gonna speak for women because I am a woman. Like it is it's we we brush off our knees and we keep it pushing. We might be bleeding from our elbows and our knees and, and we might have scrapes and, and marks and beat up. If we we're gonna keep pushing and we're gonna try. To, to to keep moving and hide it. It's it's just natural. So it's even natural. like even like as a little kid, um, say something happened to you as a little kid and you just never addressed it and you just you know pushed it under the mat. Do you think that that's healthy? Like is that helpful or healthy in the long run? No, not at all. But you don't you don't get a chance to see that when you're living in it. Hmm. Like you have to how can I put it? Like when, when you're going through that hurt and pain, and I can only speak for me, I can't speak for every woman, but when you're going through the hurt and pain or whatever is, is, is haunting you per se, you don't really see it while you're, while you're living through it. It has to be brought out of you and it has to be like, yo, somebody has to like kind of shake you almost because even hearing it over and over again, that you're being detrimental, that you are hurting yourself, that you're doing this. It has to almost take somebody to fucking sock you. Right. Like, punch you in your fucking mouth almost. And not necessarily yeah. physically, but I mean with the words. Right. And all, seriously now, somebody literally has to shake you. Like, something has to shake it up where it comes out of you to the fact that you are doing a disservice to yourself. So, that's what happens with me. So I got is, it the rough and raw, rugged way. Is is there an issue um, with women sometimes not you know not feeling safe or just not even having it in the you know in the front part of their mind to say, "I'm not right. I'm not okay." 
absolutely. But, you know, it, it takes courage to step out of that space. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, anybody? Are, are those are those questions? Well, that, so when you realize that you're not okay, do you internalize that um, as, yes, I'm not okay, let me get help? Or right. are you blaming people close to you to shield that reality of yourself to put it on somebody else to kind of like just ease the pain a little bit. Okay. Now T to get back to your, cause I want to comment on what you're saying. No, it is not healthy to hold stuff like that in. And you have to find somebody or something as an outlet. I'm speaking from myself, childhood trauma. I wrote books. As I began to write, and that was my first time bringing out that I had been molested when I wrote my first book, Great Family Praise. As I wrote that series, I began to heal. In fact, as I wrote that book, I realized there were blockages that I didn't even remember that slowly uncovered as I wrote into that book, as I talked to my bestie, Ebony, the one who I opened up about with it. So sometimes those things can be so traumatic that you can bury them and not even realize that they are there until you begin to heal. So yes, you do. You must find a way to heal yourself. As for me, it was in writing. Right. That's, 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 that's what I mean. That's one of the points that I wanted to uh, work on. So when you're, when you're buried this pain and you forgot that it was even there and now you're taking out that aggression on people. I never take my aggression out on people. I'm not speaking out you and personally, Katie, I'm <laughs> talking in general. Now you're taking out your aggression or whatever that pain it is on other people. And they point it out to you, but you don't know that this is where it's coming from. Now, how right. does it work from there? Facts. I, I did that, T. I mm. took it out on motherfuckers. You understand me? I was mm. I was mean. Everything was a personal attack. Everything was... every. I saw everything through those colored lenses. Everybody was my enemy. Every single person. Everybody. In my 20s, I... You, Y'all wouldn't know each today. You hear me? Because I was such a a a, a, a heavyweight. I was such a heavyweight in my twenties. Um, it wasn't until my early thirties until I came up out of that. You have to come up out of that for anybody who is that might be dealing with that. Um, that burden needs to be lifted because I promise you, it, it's just going to continue to to be enormous right yeah. so no, hold on no you have so, found an outlet no yes so being as though you you're going you go through ms right mm-hmm. have you ever even noticed yourself taking that out on somebody no not the ms portion of it because i use that as i use that as motivation actually that portion of things i use my ms um my my diagnosis my actual truth about that as a way of me continuously going in a positive perspective or a positive direction because I'm faced with this negative thing. 
And if I if I succumb to it, then I succumb. My I, I lose my life. So no, I don't. Not, take not, that. not that. Not that's not that side of it. No, I'm talking about. You know how some days you wake up in pain and you're angry, but you don't know that you're angry. Yeah, I'm not. You're taking I, it out I, on people. The MS is not the angry portion of right, now. Right. The angry portion of now is just the, the connotations that's in and around what life looks like hmm. for me. The MS is just a small portion is actually forgot about until hmm. I'm in pain. But what, what infuriates me is how things don't have to be the way that they are, but they are like that. It, right. we, we, have so, we, we, we have so much control over narratives, but we choose to allow narratives to take place and, and run our lives. That's what infuriates me, and that's what makes me. That's what makes me the 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 the, the big green man at that point, right? The Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. I, I turn to that. Um, just to get back to the point of, am I numb to the pain? Um, yes. Just what goes on in the world, right? Being a being a man, but being a young black man and what the world and society is nowadays, I'm just numb to seeing things that we see on TV. Gun violence doesn't strike me anymore. Right. These mass shootings don't strike me anymore as being, oh my God, that's horrific. Seeing it, seeing somebody murdered by the by the hands of a, a law enforcement issue doesn't even doesn't even shock me anymore. Right. Certain things that used to be taboo. Don't even it, it's it, it just ride passes my mom because it's so prevalent and present today that it's made me numb to anything that at, at, at any point in life could have just pulled on my heartstrings. And we're not supposed to live life like that. Tragedies right. are not supposed to just be turned a blind eye to. We're supposed to grieve those things, and mm-hmm. and before grieving or after grieving finding out a solution so it doesn't happen again but we but but we don't have solutions so we only have even more problems and i've become numb to that and that has that has carried on to other aspects in life to reasons why we hold on or we we, we are who we are when when challenges or adversities come before us all right i'll, I'll ask this question to the three of y'all all right so on the other side of that, how do you handle it when a person's taking their trauma out on you? I get out their way. First, and now, depending on who the person is, if it's somebody who has opened up to me, I try to talk to them. I try to talk to them and try, you know, to um, let them... Uh, allow them to let me in as far as they will let me in. And then depending on how far they let me in is whether or not I will talk to them. But if I see where they don't, they absolutely is just bothering them that I'm there, I will move out their space. Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I feel like I would be just like that individual or those individuals that were there when I was lashing out and, you know, behaving a certain way or taking my, my traumas out on other people, I would be just like them. And I would be vigorous and and trying to get them to see um, the detriment into their behaviors 
and trying to get them to see just a different way of thinking, just a different way of healing, a different way of behaving. So that would, would be me. No. <laughs> I seek help. I seek help. I reached out to a, another form other than myself, other than my own mind. I reached out to a secondary sources, a, a psychiatrist, ecologist, the one who I can sit down and I can talk to and uncover and uncover what it is that I'm feeling, what it is I'm going through, just through conversation. No, no, I'm asking, I'm asking how do you handle it when, when they're taking their trauma out it's on you? It's being done to you. I don't handle it well. And me not handling it well has taught me that I need to handle it a little better and go get help because everything to me seems like it's a, it has to be, it's, it doesn't, it's not, it, I, I know in real life it's not, not, they're not fighting with me. It's not a combative situation, but it turns into that. It's because of the strong personality that I got and that, that other person they have. And it and it goes down this path. But then a, there there comes a time, small time through that whole interaction that I realize shit, it's gotten out of hand. Hmm. Let me pull back. Let me now become tender in this fucking hellish moment. The moment is on. Everything is on fire. It's raging out of control. Now let me let me try to wrap my arms around the fire to try to calm it down, because ultimately I care about that person that I'm arguing back and forth with or going back and forth with enough to be like, all right, all right, all right, all right. I get it. You got it. We got it. Let's find a solution so we can both be cool with it and we can and we can be happy or whatever. That's how I handle it. That's how I handle it. That's how I. I that's how I used to handle it. It's a full-out war. Now, if it's full-out war, if it's war, then there's a little tenderness at the end. Um, I'm going to say in my, in my younger years, I used to uh, be numb to my pain. But as you get older, um, or depending on certain experiences, certain things that you go through, you have to learn that you have to allow yourself to feel. Whatever it is, you have to allow yourself to have those feelings. So you have to allow yourself to feel your pain. They always say pain lets you know that you're still alive. So you have to allow yourself to feel your pain and then work through that. That's how you move forward. You can't just, you know, eliminate it or push it away and think it's going to go away because it's still going to be there. You're just not addressing it. And then it's going to come out, you know, at bad times or it could put you in certain situations that you just don't want to be in. So I used to be numb to my pain, but now I address it. As far as people, you know, using their trauma on me, that's like a conversation. I would try to have that conversation, but then if I feel like you're not being accepting to the conversation, then I got to let you handle that on your own time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a certain level of it's a certain level of care that can only go but so far. Right. Can only go but so right. far. Hopefully the person that's laying their traumas on you, you're going to understand and you're going to listen for a while. But as you can see that they they choose not to get it or they are taking this road of 
everything is not them and it's everybody else, then you got to kind of pull yourself out of that because there's no fixing it. And they got to, at some point, they going to see that everything that they're doing is only pushing other people that's caring out of, out of, out of the way hmm. of caring for them or being there for them or showing them that they really is for them. So, you know what I mean? It's a slippery slope that both parties have to kind of watch. And I mean, the ones who are there for the listening air, but also the guidance and the majority of, of loving and, and wrapping our arms around those that need that. But then and you have to remember hurt people hurt people. So if you continue to get hurt by that person, I would, I, like I said, if I can't help them, I'm, I'm removing myself. But, 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 but then again, if we say we're there for somebody, right. you can't make the determination of when they're, when they don't need us anymore. If you say you're going, if you're giving, lending yourself to be there and, and be like, we always say, that's why I said, we got to be cognizant of the words that we say out of our mouth. We can't tell a person that's grieving or that's going through a, a, a loss. Oh, if you need something, I'm there. But then when they call you, you're not available. We can't say that because people sometimes hold us accountable for the things that we say we want to do when we say we're going to do them. So if you're going to put yourself in that box of being there, then you got to be there. Tough times, good times, and different times because that's what being there consists of. So we got to be cognizant of the way we say, oh, I'm going to be there for a person, but if it don't go our way, then I ain't going to be there. Oh, that's selfish. That but, I'm, but I'm saying if that person is constantly bringing you down, you're trying to help, or you're thinking you help, or whatever, but that person is constantly projecting their um, aggression, as you could say, onto you. Right, but that that depends on your level of commitment to them. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if you have a if you have a full commitment to them, you just have to eat that. So it's like I might not understand what you're going through or what you're trying to say, but my understanding comes from me being committed to you. So I have to just you know whatever it is, I gotta eat that. I might not. I might not can't internalize anything you're saying. Right. I might can't give a fuck about. Not not saying I'm gonna fuck. My feelings to what you're feeling may not have zero fucks to it, but right. my level of commitment to you and you right. getting back to being you matters more to me than anything. So right. internalizing that with you. I understand you hurt right now and you projecting your hurt because you hurt. Now, all the times is you want to project that on me. So that's when we experience those good times. But that's if true. I tell you I'm going to be there for you, I got to be, be there for you. I can't pick and choose what being there for you looks like because that's not 100% loyalty. Loyalty costs nothing, but it takes a full responsibility of us giving of ourselves if that's what we say we're going to do. Mm -hmm. People so, pick and choose nowadays. That's why everybody is so... That's why, this, that's why friendship means nothing nowadays. Right. Because people's friendship hands on how is it going to benefit me? And cool is supposed to be a benefit to you, but then two friendships and partnerships go have ups and downs. Right. Mm -hmm. Tough times and good times. That's what the true mark of a friend is who's been there with you through the tough times and also who's there with you through the great times. Right? Mm -hmm. Can't always be with me when it's time to have fun, but but skate away from me when it's the when I'm at my lowest point. That's not a friend. That's a fair weather person. That's just there for a good time. 
So we got to be cognizant of the type of things that we are going to, the, the labels that we attach to people, the mm -hmm. labels that we, we give to people, the, the, the conversations that we have with people, because people hold us accountable when it's time to hold us accountable. Right. So um, are y'all allowing yourselves to feel in this manner? Like, are you allowing yourselves to feel your emotional pain, your physical pain? Are you in the correct space? Oh, I run like hell from pain, emotions. I I, I run like hell from emotions. I, I'm just going to be honest. I don't like them. I do not <laughs> like them. And I, I and you know, um, going back to the Aquarian thing, that's what most Aquarian people do. But I, I, I will be the first to say, Look at <laughs> I don't like emotions. I run like hell from them. Ish. Um, now I am open to my pain. I accept it. I, I deal with it is the best way that I know how. Um, but I grew into that space. And I'm happy that I did because at least I'm able to feel and I'm able to, you know, push through the pain. Um, and maybe I can teach somebody something as well during that. So I, I'm happy with the space that I'm in now. And I can't say that I've always been here, but I'm glad that I am. No. I'm, I'm a work in progress. I, I took hold of, I took ownership of my shit. I stopped trying to say things that was pleasing to others just because it sounded good and honestly devoid who I really was and opened myself up to my lies and my pains, my hurts, my discomforts within myself. Because if I don't have hold of myself, I can't, I can't be no good to nobody else. So emotions to me are, are not facts because Emotions sometimes can steer us in places, put us in the wrong mindset. When it, when at any given time our emotions can switch, but facts are facts. Um, I think we need to. It, I need we need to attack our emotions head on because right. we suppress those emotions and we bury them. We're running away from what the truth, our truth, really is. And when you face your emotions head on, you get a greater sense of yourself. You're you are not allowing your emotions to be your dictator, your captain, your 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 you know whatever to rule your life. You've taken control of it. And sometimes when we keep running from things, we never face it head on. We allow it to fester and start to corrode and infest our bodies or infest our minds and infest our beings. And not seeing what our true worth is because we're so afraid of those emotions that we're running from. We're running in the wrong direction, going the opposite direction of where we should be going, which could be better, better places and better understanding. So we got to, as people, get in control of those emotions. And that's easier said than done. Right. But when, yeah. you get it, when, you have, when you have the keen sense of knowing yourself, then you have a better understanding of how to control those emotions or being able to have an understanding of where you need to start to fix those. Mm -hmm. 
No, yeah, no, you know what scuffs my tums, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not scuffs your tums. Well, do you know what scuffs my tums, man? <laughs> this is what scuffs my tums, man. When a person is in denial about their feelings, that's what scuffs my tums. When you tell me I don't care about X, Y, and Z, and then but two months answer. later, it's a fucking big ass deal. It's a fucking mm-hmm. argument. You yes. said you didn't care about this. Yes. Stop or, lying to yourself. Stop being in denial. Or said you've moved on, but really haven't moved on. And, and you go on telling the world how you're so happy that you now moved on. I don't understand it either. My Tim's are scuffed now, too. <laughs> Y'all these Tim's. Nah, but you know what? That's what we talk about by when we keep saying y'all lying to yourselves. We lying to ourselves. If you're not good, don't even say you're okay. good. Yeah, and it's okay to not be good. And it's okay for others to know that you are not good. Because ultimately, you have to be the one that is 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 willing to heal. Plus, like, how can I nobody help else. How can I help you if you're lying to me? Right. Right. But now y'all got to make sure that it's a person who come to y'all. As I said, I don't host stuff. Some in. people don't. Right. Yeah. I, I don't host stuff in. Trust me, the people who I go to, they get an earful. They mm-hmm. get because I, I guess because um right they but know if, me but what if that's the person there through thick but and thin but hold on time. Katie but what if that's the person that it didn't happen with it doesn't matter if you're telling all of this shit to the people who have been there for you if you're not telling the person that the issue is with it doesn't land it, it's still not right. ears it's still falling on deaf ears. No you need, you need to tell the people that you have the issue with the issue you telling somebody else means nothing. It's I mean, if if I have an issue with somebody, I'll let them know. Right. No, I I let them know. No, I I mean, as far as holding in pain, you know, I right. I have my bestie that I go to. But now, if I have an issue with anyone, I have no problem telling them that. I just need people to stop being in denial, man. Or I need people to, if, if you got a pain, fix your pain. What, I don't understand when people run to these social medias and post their supposed pain, but right. do nothing about it. Right. Or they post these pains and they blame everybody else. And they use that as ammunition just to get likes. Mm-hmm. When, when do you fix it? When do you, at what point do you stop fucking talking about it or stop wallowing in it or stop using that as a as a crutch or or or, or something that's going to get you a bunch of hey you know what you right that shit is weird to me i just don't understand it it's like fix it or shut up <laughs> it really do it be like all right we got it we heard it at the 54 post we got you are you going to do something about it or you won't keep talking about it because what happens is People don't take you seriously now. It's just, oh, they on they shit again. Oh, somebody, somebody must have didn't act the way they want them to act. So now they got to come on here and act that way. Because now we can't believe you. Right. Now we don't have no sympathy for you. At one point, it was like, oh shit, this person might need a little, little hug, a little, little coddle. They might need to be told they great, and we see them and, and, and you know keep your head up. 
or whatever. But now when we keep hearing let, let, let's stay let's stay right there, Nell, because I, I want to ask these ladies and y'all ladies in the chat can chime in as well. There is some ladies who will say, Yo, I need a hug today. And there's some also some ladies who need a hug, but they won't say I need a hug. What is the problem? Or you have some people that say, No, that don't bother me. I'm good. Nothing don't bother me. But then get bothered when something's said or done. Now, as far as the hug, I will say if I need a hug, I'm I'm a hugger. I am a hugger. I have no problem with that. But you know, it's funny you should say that because um a coworker and I were just speaking, I think it was Thursday or Friday, maybe Friday. Um, we were just speaking Friday on wanting someone, um, but not just anyone. Right. You know, that that we would love to have a man who can accept us for being strong women because she she's a strong she's very young, but she's got it going on. And the little guy who's um talking to her okay. told her she's too much. <laughs> She's, she's too much like a dude because she's very independent as far as like accepting anything, you know, she'd be doing her thing. But we, she and I both said that we would love to have a, a man to go home to and just hold us, just hold us. Then you know? Sometimes that's all you want. Then y'all gotta stop saying y'all cool with being fucking single. Right. Well, most of the time we are, but I mean, we don't have our moments where we want to be straight at. No, you're not cool with being single. If you say, I want to go to somebody that hugs me, you're not cool with being single. Well, we just want to have our moments where, I mean, everybody's not cool with it. Then that means you're not cool with it. If you're not cool with it, then don't be cool with it. Don't keep saying, I'm cool with being single. I'm cool with, if I'm single and lonely, you're not really cool with it. Because if you're having conversations about, I would love to go home and get hugs. You're not cool with being single. All right, hold on now. I want to address what Diane. Well, we're saying. cool with accepting it. I, can mm -hmm. we at least say that? Because yeah, I do that's fine. With accepting it. That's fine. That's fine to say that I've accepted that I'm single at this moment, but don't say mm -hmm. I'm cool with being single. That's a false statement. Um, Diana saying, uh, what if you take it to the person and there is no resolve? At least you gave them the option. Like at least you presented. Yeah. The plate, mm -hmm. y'all just automatically take shit off the table, assuming that somebody's not going to be receptive or assuming that you know their answer. You have to at least give people the option to respond instead of you putting your thoughts and your assumptions and just totally not giving them the option. Mm -hmm. And expect people to move when you want them to move. All right. You bring something to somebody, hopefully they, they will digest it, process it, and figure it out. Right. And, and we be we want everything to be done at the snap of a finger, and that's not realistic mm. for everybody. Mm. Hopefully they, they move the way you just want them to move, but they going to move in due time. I could have had issues with, let's say, but no, no. She says, she says, she said this. No, I, that be, that, no that, that is the main thing. As a woman, they always say, well, I knew you was going to say such and such. Or I knew you was going to do such. How the fuck you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck I'm going to do? Because they know everything. But what they don't understand is I can say those things. Yes, I, I, I am entitled to have those thoughts or to say those things out of my mouth. But also, aren't we supposed to be receptive to what the person is saying and listen and internalize that? Because that's our, our mate, our partner. 
Right. Everything ain't always going to land on us the way we want it to. That's just, that's life. Right. Right. So if you say you got love for this person, understand that the love that you and them have for each other ain't going to, they not trying to put you in a fucked up situation. Thanks. They not, especially if you got them, especially if they, if they dug in deep with you. If they dug in deep with you, you know they got you know they got your back. If they say something, don't mean that they is meant to kill you. It's meant to they might be in an emotional place at that moment. Can we just stop the assumptions though? Can we stop <laughs> that's that? all I <laughs> Can we stop like acting like everything is meant to kill us? What do we grow up and be like, okay, they got a point? Let me listen to it. I might not agree with it all the time, but can I at least listen to it and understand it and then come back after I done heard it and say, hey, you got a point? Or let me make these changes because these changes might need to be necessary, might be necessary for us to grow and go further. There comes a time when you, you have to be an adult because I can remember in my younger years when I was like going through things or whatever maybe, and I was probably taking some of that out on my kids a female I was dealing with, whoever. I can specifically remember these times. But you have to learn that that's not good for everybody. But do it help? Right. Like, like it don't help nothing. Yes. And I implore you to come to me and talk about anything. But God damn, I can't control every damn thing. I still got my own shit. I'm going through mentally as well. So the back and forth, sometimes it don't lend itself to happiness. It's like, all right, cool. You got what you got in your mind. I got what I got in my mind. When do we both have the uh, the, the rare thought to say the overall well-being of our relationship is what we both should be working on? Yeah, we're going through our difficulties. I'm going to be going through my shit. You're going to go through your shit. But God damn, like find a common ground and, 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 and walk on that. Right. Stop trying to walk on this fucked up ass street. Everything ain't meant to kill you. Everything ain't always meant to hurt. Everything ain't always for a debate. Everything ain't always for you to get your point off. Everything ain't always for you to be fucking going through the, the emotions of having, like, sometimes shut the fuck up and just like, and just <laughs> like, all right, I got it. I hear you. Let's move together in unison. Who, hurt? Who hurts when that happens? When we move in unison, is anybody getting hurt? Right. We all Gucci. We everything is good. Right. So if you if we gotta have a toxicity to get back the oh I love you, that shit is kind of weird a little bit. Right. It helps sometimes and sometimes it don't. Sometimes you can see the mark of a true person when you're going through your issues if they rhyme for you because they still stand in that fight with you. Yeah, you need that sometimes. Some people just need that. Some people thrive off of that. That's how they find love. That's what love means to them. But sometimes. All that ain't necessary. Sometimes just fixing us and, and getting in front of things is the best place to be. No. Um, can I ask Can I ask the question? I just want to know. The question uh, ladies, if you're in some kind of pain, any kind of pain, whether it be emotionally or physically, um, it's all right for you to tell us without you thinking that you're bothering us. Or that you're adding more burdens to us. It's okay for you to tell us that you're having some kind of pain, that you need help. It's okay. And it's, you know what? I'm not going to look down on you for that. Right. I'm not. 
Just think of how we were born and bred and raised. We were raised to find solutions to problems. We were raised to be a, a step ahead a little bit. So if you tell me, yo, I'm fucked up here, my response might be, hey, I got you there. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see you fucked up. I got you. I got you. I got you. And if mm -hmm. I got you, I got you. I know. And, and, and no, no. Let's stay there, no. Because even if I can't help you, at least now I know. Now you gave me some information for us to work together and trying I to find a solution. You just <laughs> sit there. <laughs> My Good girl. We talking tonight. This is That's the what type I'm of saying, people need to hear. This is the mm -hmm. type of shit people need to hear. I, I got it. Mm -hmm. I hear you. I understand you fucked up. I hear you loud and clear. Facts. I got you. You and gotta give me the information though. Man. I'm making a way to get you. Yeah, you got to give me the information, man. You can't just sit on the information. Or you can't bring me the information with boxing gloves on. Right. Because then how am I supposed to wrap my arms around you and be tender? I'm boxing with you. If you got the gloves on, take the gloves off. Come to me. Come to me chill. Come to me chill. We're going to come to each other chill. It might be a heated discussion. But at the end of the discussion, it might turn into, hey, don't worry about it, babe. I'm, I got you. I'm, I'm, I'm We're we going to get through it together. Facts. And I was like, damn, we, we're in a real life relationship. Like, we're in a real life partnership. This ain't some shit. This ain't some, oh, if I'm fucked up, I ain't got nobody in my corner. No, we in a real life shit situation where we loving on each other the right way because I got you, you got me, we got each other. Hey, no. No, what do they say when you say, yo, you good? What do they say? No. <laughs> what do they say? Okay. Well, they say, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. No, you're not. Tell me what the fuck is your issue. <laughs> I mean, like, we're, we're good. We have No, it. you're not good. We're good. If <laughs> we are not. having it, trust me, we're good. But you're not. If you are good, then fine. I'm talking about in the specific occasions when you are not good. Do not say, mm -hmm. yes, I'm good. Because you, you're not. Well, see, we're about me. I can only speak on me. I was raised to be a toughie by my grandma. That's on you. But I'm gonna to other folks but, with your but, words. But you know what I'm gonna say to that? That's on you at this big but, age. Now I like I say, I, I don't hold at, everything. At, big, at this big age of 42, I'm being taught that if you want something, open your fucking mouth. Yes. If you don't want it, then you're gonna get exactly what your mouth didn't get you to open. Right. You're not going to get nothing. If you tell me you cool and I ask you, baby girl, you good to me. Man, I mean, you said you was good. Now I'm moving on to you my life. You know why? <laughs> because any other time when you riffing and you got something to say, you come out and say it. That's why you got to under... That's why there's a disconnect between men and women in a lot of aspects. Right. Because y'all in y'all feelings, y'all come out and y'all fucking say it no matter how y'all got to say it. Hmm. But when y'all in y'all feelings and y'all want us to keep Probing as y'all keep saying, y'all tell us y'all good. So no. if you tell us y'all good, on, and I ask you if you cool and you don't say nothing, I'm gonna take it as you okay because any other <laughs> shit that you want to say, you say it. I could be, I could be 
I could be on this podcast. I get a text out the blue, yo. I, 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 I. So I already know that you don't have no problem with saying what you want to say to me. Right. But then if I come to you and ask you, is you cool or whatever, and you say, all right, I'm okay, then I'm going to take it as you being okay because I understand you when you say something, you say it without no hesitation. But now when I ask you, now I got to probe. That's fucking where it does. Thanks. We don't operate on the weird. Weird is like, ah, weird. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Those moments, ladies. Thanks. Nobody got that kind of time, man. What am I dealing with? No. Um, Diana's in the chat. She said she nobody said? has ever asked her if she was good. That's bullshit. I'm sorry. That's bullshit. <laughs> oh man. I'm doing it tonight. We not doing it tonight. We talking tonight. I'm not doing it tonight. We talking. We not. We not doing that, Deborah Lee. We're not. You've been asked if you've been no, okay. No, no, look. That's what I'm about to say. That's what I'm about to say, because we ask y'all all the time. <laughs> he asks you. Well, we just take what that's your need. No, I'm not okay. saying that as a gentleman. I'm not that gentlemanly. <laughs> the fuck? I said general yeah. question. That's what not I mean. Good. I'm not asking. I don't ask general questions. I'm not asking you, are you good? Just to be like saying hi. No, I'm asking you, are you all right? Really? Like, seriously, are you okay? <laughs> the fuck? Some people's, how are you today? Or what's going on with you? You okay? Need, I need a beverage. Just that, too. Right. This is, this yeah. is not. This is not mm -hmm. I seen you walking down the street and I was like, you good? And we just bypass each other. No, I'm generally asking you, are you okay? <laughs> Melly. Yeah. Yeah. But we send in love and light yeah. to, to Janine and, mm -hmm. and all of those who are just not okay and that are, have stated what? they are not oh, we okay. Did. We send you, know you love and light. You know you know what we just did? I'm sorry, Diana. I'm, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna be the first to apologize. We just said something that we said we wouldn't do. So you no, said, don't say we, nigga. And, you said it. No, no. I, <laughs> I'm gonna take ownership of the bullshit. So, Diana, you said nobody has ever asked you. We said bullshit. We lied. You lying? I'm gonna say I apologize, Diana. Are you? Are you okay, Diana? If you've never been asked, I want to call her dirty, Diana, man. Ladies, tell them y'all don't be in my inbox. Okay. Diana. Are you okay, Diana? Okay. And if you're not okay, what can we do? Facts. Speak to us. Tell us. Tell us what the problem. Maybe we can talk this out. That be the problem. Y'all don't. Y'all always talk about communication, and when it comes comes time to talk some shit out, y'all don't ever want to talk it out. Y'all just say, "Yeah, I'm okay," or nobody never asked me. Or tell also, me what is your also, fucking problem? Also, T, understand this. Let's say you as the you as the woman and me as the man have both have strong personalities. Right. Just understand that the conversation is going to get. Hate it. Right. It's and that's okay. a conversation. It don't mean that I ain't listening, baby. Right. It don't mean that I ain't on your side, baby. It means we just two strong, passionate people. And at the end of the conversation, let's figure it out together. Let's be like, all right, I heard you. You heard me. How can we fix it? Right. Everything ain't don't mean because it's difficult means it's meant to break you. Difficult times should be giving you strength 
to go out there and run through the wall to fix it. Right. What's up, Diana? You need to talk. She didn't say nothing. We're, we're always available, Diana. We're always available, Diana. Um, ladies, are y'all okay? What's up? I'm I ain't okay, but I'm okay. I'm off crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna stab you, Ish. <laughs> I ain't okay, but I am okay. That's the story of my life. Right I'm gonna stab you, Ish. I'm gonna stab you. <laughs> ain't shit funny. Stop laughing. I'm gonna stab you, Ish. That's what I mean, Diana. We know it's not a group thing, but sometimes you need somebody to talk to. So even if it's just one of us, then just reach out to one of us. Sometimes you just need to talk some things out. Y'all be holding all of this stuff That's in. why I'm telling you, as long as you have one person that you have an outlet with, you're not holding it in. That's why I be saying I'm good. Because I know I got that one person that I can do that outlet with. And then I do my meditation. And KD, that's, I, all, I that's all fine and dandy. But sometimes the person you need to be talking this out to, you don't talk to them. Well, if it's the person that I need to be, if I'm Look having an issue with that person... Mm -hmm. I ain't trying to talk to him. That's the problem, KD. That's the and problem, KD. <laughs> That's the problem. Sometimes we need to talk no, out well, to people I, outside I of our bubbles. I just be through with it. I just no. push away. When, no. God in, when God puts us through difficult situations, what typically is the outcome? A learning experience. We come out of it learning a lot more about ourselves and how we came up out of that. So if you're saying to this, it might be difficult to talk to that person, maybe that difficult time will we'll foster a better outcome. Maybe it need you need to go through that to figure right. out, realize what you need to do. You gotta work through it, man. Y'all just be like, no. You said it's I mean, a hard conversation. Shot, but then I mean, I, I, I give a shot after shot after shot. But sooner or later, those shots gonna shoot out. If you're looking at things and, hey, and it be like that, I just you going through life like that, saying every time I do something, it don't work out. You already put negativity in right. your mind, and what you're doing is you're putting your art. You're you're not trying to find a fix. You're trying to find a the negative. Work. Right. I know it's not going to work. Searching for the negative. I approach it is not working. So there's not a positive outcome going to come from that. So you're not really approaching it with full steam ahead. Is approach with. All right, I've been saying this, and I know it's not going to work, so I'm not really going to put all energy. You're right. You're so right. You're and I, I have said that about myself, so that, that I approach things in a negative way. So you're right. You positively or differently, sometimes the outcome is different. I had yeah. to... I, I have to change so, You know what? To. This person says they need this, they need that. All right, cool. I like. I love this person enough. I'm going to do this shit because I don't want to lose them. Or losing them was the worst thing that ever could have happened to you or for you, and you felt that shit, so now you're trying to do everything possible to get back. But now that you're back, you're doing everything possible to kind of keep that shit intact so you don't have to feel that shit again. So no, no. Look, no, those thoughts are the same things I was just saying earlier. When when a person comes to you and say, I was going to ask you, but I knew you was going to say no. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you didn't even give me the opportunity. <laughs> yes. You have I to knew you didn't like. Opinion. I knew you didn't like doing this, so that's why I didn't suggest that. Right. I might have fucking been like, all right, I might want to do that shit this right. time. I fucking thought about it, and now I want to do that shit. Right. 
But even if you, even if I said no, it's you still poured an idea to me, right? And allowed me to then make a determination myself, right? We is don't, don't take it, Di Diana. That is so true. I'm sleeping well tonight. Some, some storms are not to destroy you, but to test your house, and that is so true. Some are there to make you stronger, right? Mm -hmm. That is very true. Right. You think God ain't testing y'all? You think right. the shit that y'all pray for and ask God to deliver to y'all and bless y'all, you think he not trying to test it to see if you are worthy of what you asked for? Or mm -hmm. see if you are up for the challenge? To see if then if the devil comes creeping up that you is not made for tough and built to withstand that fight that that devil is going to try to put on y'all? Sometimes y'all be and so so much in quoting y'all scriptures and y'all so by the book when it's convenient, but in the right. grand scheme of things, y'all deviate away from what is really truly the true band of why we are all here. Right. Don't quote a scripture to me if you only going to be on some 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 worldly shit when it come to the shit that was blessed to you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't tell me what God tells men to be and how. I don't want to hear that. Because when, <laughs> it, when it comes down to it, you go running when your blessings is in front of you and they and they laid out. God tests the same way the devil tests us. He want to make sure the shit that you ask for is what you is what you is capable of holding on to. You are welcome, Rhonda. Um, I I see you yeah. said that um you're never okay, haven't been in a long time, but you deal with it day by day. Try to deal with it day by day, and you know that um if you you're not alone, Rhonda. I think we all some, some, sometimes sometimes y'all have to break those big boulders down into small pebbles and work on it that way. Sometimes. A lot of things seem big, but if you break it down, mm -hmm. you can start finding ways to fix things. And sometimes mm -hmm. I had to be strong for so long. You had to be strong for so long by yourself. But when you come into those situations, when you now have another party that cares about you, release some of that, that pain. Right. Release that hurt. Because mm -hmm. right. that ain't, gonna, ain't there to hurt you. They're there to love you. And when you keep aspirating your pain on them, it's only making them weaker because they're dealing with your trying to get to your happy place. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we got to step back and be like, new situation, new times require me to live new. Right. Mm -hmm. Live new. This person is showing me that they care by the way they handling me, by the what they what they doing for me, what they saying to me, how they loving me. Let me let me let me feel that differently this time. Maybe it's going to work out. And if it don't, then then you got another opportunity to strengthen yourself, your resolve for something bigger and better. Right. Mm -hmm. we, we had a great week of of, of preparation. <laughs> we prepared. Oh, no, we was about to get deep in ideology. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Right, and last thought, last thought before we get out of here. Also, sometimes. Go ahead, Ish, what you saying? She muted. You muted. You muted. Oh, you so used to unmuting. You muted yourself. <laughs> no, it was it was my earpod. It, ahead, it died. Yeah, my earpod died. Don't be afraid to talk to other people. See, pain will keep you in a box. Pain will keep you in a box. Don't be afraid to not talk to the person that you're comfortable talking to. Right. Sometimes 
our people and our closest network care about us so much that they're going to be easy on us. Sometimes we need somebody who is outside of our circle to step in and give us some real shit to right. give us and pull our coattail on some shit that individuals who are close to us and who care about our feelings and will tiptoe around us a little bit. Um, yeah, we need to step out of that sometimes and we need to open ourselves up to be able to not allow the pain to control us, but take hold of the pain and turn that into the strength, not just by doing every single day, but by living and healing as well. So sometimes we do need to talk to some people that may not necessarily be close to us. You know what I mean? It might be a good thing to just say, hey, girl, you know what? I just want to talk to you about this. I want to lay down. I just want to get an unbiased thought. You know, somebody who is not attached to me, somebody is not attached to this situation or people in the situation. You know what I mean? So a lot of people don't think like that, but that's important too to get other mind frames. But can you can you even still not take away my my option? Can you can you like I've seen people in the comments saying, What if I, that, that person it's not comfortable going to that person. You still got to tell them the information, whether they receive it or whether they help you, however they take it, you still have to give them the information. You cannot withhold information. That doesn't help anybody. Also, can we speak on to, Ish, you made a great point about running the people who are going to coddle our feelings because that necessarily don't help us. It doesn't. Got, it hinders us, actually. When you got yes men in your camp who always yes you up to death and, and, and agree with you, you don't really, really, truly see your shit, your bullshit. Mm -hmm. But when you got those people who are willing to have those tough conversations with you and, and go to battle with you and let you know your shit stink. And also, they shit stink, but they still mm -hmm. rock with you. You got to understand that. Right. A person care about you is going to tell you some shit you don't want to hear. Mm -hmm. People who don't care are going to keep feeding you the bullshit because they just saying shit to you to shut you the fuck up. Yeah. You got somebody yeah. that's willing to go and back and forth and battle with you about something that makes matter to you and them, that person give a fuck. You might right. not think because it don't sound good to you. Right. That ain't what you want to hear at that moment. But that person give a fuck about you if they telling you some shit that's going to make you think or mm -hmm. even have you changing your thought pattern and even your processes. Everything ain't to always make you feel good. Yeah. Learning don't always feel good. Right. Sometimes we go to school and we ain't want to go to school. But now we look back on that shit like, damn, I got a fucking education. I'm kind of, I'm all right. I got a little education. In my no, hold on. No. Sometimes you are wrong and that's okay. <laughs> you, don't you ain't gotta get the last word. You ain't gotta. You ain't gotta be demonstrous with your shit. Once somebody say something to you that you didn't like, like that shit be weird. Like the fighting the combat shit, cool. I can get it. I can stay in that realm a little bit. But we arguing and fighting. What? You calling me pussies? I'm bitching you. You bitch. Why? We lay mm -hmm. next to each other. Yeah. Your snoring keeps me up at night. What the I fuck can't. is we doing? I can't. Wow. I love you. You love me. Just chill. We talking tonight. Why are we talking like this tonight? 
Can y'all tell me? Yes, man, I told y'all, man. This I'm is what we do. do. Yeah. Conversation. It's time, it's time to have honest conversations, man. I'm, I'm tired of that people feelings all exasperated. We know each other. We cool. We had, we joking, laughing. And then you get upset because I say, like, if you know your person and you know they give a fuck about you, how you get upset over some shit that they said that wasn't even meant to be taken like that? Sometimes it's just like get out your feelings and really see what the nitty gritty of the shit be. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Like, I was telling somebody today, feelings is feelings is fucking false. Sometimes, like feelings is false. Sometimes feelings false because feelings make you feel shit that sometimes ain't real. Right. That person mm-hmm. against you. And that's why I run from emotion. That shit could be number damn trouble. You see that what I'm saying? Just be somebody that's was fucking point. somebody had a jokey joke, or they they you misinterpret what they said, right. or they was playing off of words that you it don't be that way all the time. And if you know the person you're dealing with, you cool with the person you're dealing with, or they say something, then you should be like, I know that person ain't that type of person. I'm gonna let them slide on this, or I'm gonna have a conversation with them and see where they was coming from. All right, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. Let's move on, people. What's we, up? I, I ain't really got much to say, though. Get us out of here now. Mm-hmm. All right, so <laughs> shout outs to everybody in the comments. This is my little section. It's called Going in 60 Seconds. And we're going to highlight um, this week's happenings in the sport world. And what's going on in the sport world is this. It is now March, and we are entrenched March Madness, right? We have seen a number of the big giants and number ones fall and the Cinderella's keep on moving on, right? As often and early as today, number one Stanford on the ladies' side lost to number eight Ole Miss. So there's no more Stanford in the tournament, in the NCAA AA tournament for the one on the women's side. But on the men's side, three of the four number ones are no longer there. Kansas? Who else, T? I don't know. I ain't seen shit but Dawn and them. Dawn and them kicking ass right now. But on Four the men's straight wins for Dawn and them. But on the men's side, a lot of the number ones have fallen as early as the first day of the tournament. We have a Cinderella who was making their run, fairly Dickinson. They knocked off a powerhouse. Um, to move on to this, um, the round of 32, which they lost to, tonight, um, ending their bid um, to be a Cinderella, the first 16 seed to move on um, in the final. So if you are a basketball fan and, and a college basketball fan, this is your time of the year. Um, the NFL free agency is at full force right now. Hopefully your team has signed a, a, a player that will enhance their team. My team, the Dallas Cowboys, went out and made a couple of very, very nice moves that will enhance their upcoming season. We traded for Stephen Gilmore, Stephen Gilmore, who was a cornerback, who was an all-pro, great, great, great cornerback. And then we also traded today for Brandon Cooks, another great all-pro wide receiver that will add speed to the outside and give Dak some weapons. The Philadelphia Eagles, Lost some players from their their following their team last year that went to the Super Bowl, but they, they lost- losing more people each. They losing more people each. <laughs> Eagles, 
Man. Hard to tell you, but y'all lost y'all safety today. Chauncey, um, Chauncey Johnson, mm-hmm. um, cornerback, the star cornerback, um, who actually, if you remember, he was robbed of his jewelry or somebody tried to steal his car here in Philadelphia right after the um, the NFC Championship game when he actually signed a one-year contract with the Detroit Lions. The Eagles have shored up some of their returning free agents like Bradbury, Slay, Cox, Brandon Graham, and signed Greedy Williams of formerly of the Cincinnati, I mean, since uh, Cleveland Browns, I'm sorry. But that's the sports world for us. Um, hopefully, um, everybody is doing well and everybody is doing safe. Um, I'm going to use my time to, again, big up Rhonda for being back amongst us. Your presence was missed these past couple of weeks. We always appreciate and love when all of our people are here doing well and safe. Shout out to you, Rhonda, for making it back and being healthy. Again, I need to shout out. We've been doing this for the past week or two weeks, but let's shout out Lady B. I know we shouted out her out Wednesday on our Telemade Kick Show and also, again, on Game 7. But Lady B is our newest, latest um, top fan. So she went out there and purchased those memberships. And to everybody else that's top fans, we definitely appreciate your presence. We appreciate your your honesty with us. We appreciate everything that you do for us. Without you, there's no us. If you can, like and share the video and comment. But also share it, share it, share it. We would love for other people other than yourselves to view us. We appreciate that. So catch us again. This Wednesday, starting this Wednesday of this week for Telemade Kicks, we got a great show for y'all this week. Um, I promise to be on my best behavior this week. I promise I promise to say nothing that's out of the way. And if I said anything that offended anybody, my apologies to you. I truly do not mean to insult anybody, disrespect anybody, or any, or any of that sort. And I'm sure my co-host feels the same exact way. Then we got game on Thursday. <laughs> do you all care? I don't. <laughs> I do. <laughs> we got Gabe something on, on Thursday as well as we showed you the clip. That is the intro to, to the show. Please be there, show up, and support um, the two gentlemen on Game 7, T and Mike. They host a great show. And then you got the foursome four. That is us here on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with minds and we chug them right along we chug them right along before you know it we will be at our 150th episode Thanks. 150 that's that might not sound significant to you but in the podcasting world in the entertainment world in the journalistic world that is a, a within itself so the four of us have been together now for 75 shows is it 80 shows a lot of fucking shows. A lot of them. And we're <laughs> we're going to continue to continue to keep that going. So hopefully everybody has a great upcoming week. Um, I want to shout out to a lot of people that's in the comments. Um, just for your due diligence around making sure that you're here every Sunday night. Um, Diana, wrapping our arms around you right now, Diana. We know that you don't get asked a lot how you doing. So we're sending you a virtual hug. Janine, we're doing the same thing for you. Um, Helen, we're doing the same things for you. Oh, thank you to everybody out there. I know this is a touchy subject. I know a lot of the times y'all don't hear me speak a lot about my business. Um, We laid to rest Dana yesterday. 
And I just wanted to say the outpouring of prayers, thoughts, love, condolences that I've gotten and my family has gotten this week has been amazing. I totally appreciate everybody's um, support, not just for myself, but for the other three people as well. Um, again, as each opened the show with so eloquently as we all are representing this royal blue, that is for Colon Cancer Awareness Month. Let's continue to keep each her mother in our prayers, Nell and his father in our prayers, as I'm not speaking the third person, our prayers as they battle um, what they're going through, and hopefully everybody makes it out unscathed. But that's it. That's all we got for y'all tonight. All right, I just want to say that the audio is streaming for everybody who be on the go and they can't always watch the whole show on YouTube. The audio is streaming on all audio platforms. And I do have a segment for the uh, Prophet versus the Shit Starter that I might do tomorrow night, depending on how I'm feeling, that I need to discuss something that's real heavy uh, for the little girls. Oh, my God. Did somebody put rest in peace, Diana? Oh, that's a Dana. I'm sorry. No, please. What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing, man? Oh, my God. Hey, what? He was on. Yes, that was one of those real honest reactions, too. Hi. Who are you resting in peace to, Kata? His sister Dana. His sister oh, Dana. I thought no. it Diana. I'm sorry. I ain't not, I'm not trying to kill Diana. I Diana off. I was about to say, well, damn, that was fast. <laughs> the... But then you it's gonna like... live a long time, Diana. <laughs> yes, you are. Yo, it's yo. I got one more thing too. You know how y'all been talking about going somewhere, vacation. We all need a vacation, right? We've been talking I about going Miami. <laughs> I love being at my, my old crib. <laughs> Go ahead. Going somewhere, doing something for one of our shows, right? Right. Been throwing the idea in Miami, Vegas, the Maldives, Dubai. Who knows where we're going to go? But if you have any travel aspirations, please hit up the lovely and talented Jacette Green. She is our travel agent extraordinaire. Also, Diane Humbert is another one of those those travel agents that can get you to your destination of choice. If you need any travel plans, if you need anything thought out, if you had any ideas of going anywhere, hit those young ladies up. They will get you to your destination safe and sound and have you laid out on the beach somewhere looking sexy. No! Yo! No, we have to make sure to tell the people to tune in to TaylorMade Kicks on Wednesday because somebody who's watching the TaylorMade Kicks story time, which is another segment that I do, where I tell a story about a specific sneaker, and they said that they didn't know that the Harachis came out in 1991. They thought Harachis oh, wow. were a new thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, people see this is what we do over here. I we I don't think y'all I think y'all just think we like to show our sneaker collection. Right. We educate y'all on the shit that we be educating y'all on the shit. And I got a pair of Harachi sitting right here. So that is an informational show as well as the swag. Informational people. show, and I know sometimes it can get a little spicy, it can get a little crazy, but we try to provide information. We don't try to be messy. It more or less it be said ways. For the next person to kind of jump into that segment, 
to speak right. on what we what we could be discussing. I've right. heard a number of different things. Now you're kind of insensitive sometimes. Now you, I don't mean to be. It just be. I be trying to throw my home man Ollie you, and he dunks it regardless, and he does a great job at explaining. Or he'll throw me a Ollie you, and I'll explain. So sometimes it makes us look like we're we're crazy, we're weirdos, we're being messy, but it's just us playing off of each other's knowledge about these speakers that we so eloquently um, talk about and so passionately love. So, so tune I have, in. So, you see this shirt? Tune in Wednesday. Yeah, Tell me yeah. Gives you a lesson and a number of different things that have to do with sneakers, footwear, and fashion. So on this segment, on this segment called uh, The Prophet versus The Shit Starter, the first uh, installment is going to be called... Uh, Black girl loss. So I'm going to need some information from you ladies because somebody needs some advice on one of their little girls. Aww. He's a little girl. So stay tuned. Okay. Okay. Big things. Big things. And next week, we'll be an update for our weight loss challenge. Our Get Fit with Nell. Um, we're going, we, we're coming up at the end of the month. So we're going to highlight what that looks like now. That means get on the scale. Get on the scale. Let us know what you got going on. And, mm -hmm. and believe it or not, these next three months are crucial months in you being able to get that body looking right for the summertime. You might think you ain't got enough time, but we're going to show you ways of how to do it and get you to be able to lose 20 to 30 pounds in a three month interval without you even have to even have to do anything strenuous i promise you i am down 28 pounds since january 19th today is march what 19th and i am yeah. down 27 pounds so if i could do it you can do it and i so work now every day i don't have so no huh none of these Huh? None of these. <laughs> you I can't have none of these. Wait a minute now. I can't have none of these. I can't have none of these now. Come on. My lot to you, each. <laughs> What's up? You can have those each, but you gotta. <laughs> what happened to you? What happened? I left it. It's like my dinner and shit. She was trying to entice me just to give you a little brief background of what I've been doing. You can still have the things that you that you enjoy, right? You gotta do it in moderation. So Thanks. my my I what I do is I fast. I, I'm doing an intermediate fast. So I mean I am eating from the hours of 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. I'm eating. I can eat whatever I want between those hours. After 8 p.m., I have nothing but water. Which yeah, I used to do, I used to do a 10 to 10, man. I might get back on my 10 to 10, John. Man. I can't do I can't do 10 to 8, man. Well, the reason why I do it's eight way too early for me to stop. Well, I get off of work at night. Right. <laughs> so by the time I get home, it's nine thirty. By the time right. I shower and get myself together, it's ten o'clock, and I ain't, I'm too tired to fuck something to eat anyway. So <laughs> that's my, so. What happens is your body then goes into that eating time from that whatever your eight or your ten cutoff is. Your body starts to now work itself out. It's going right. through its metamorphosis. It's going through its. It's going through its process. And your body is changing, and you'll see great results. And he said, what about the cookies, and what about the donuts? It's between the time that you're supposed to. Yes, you want to have – you can have one. You can't eat the whole box. You can have two, but you can't eat the whole box. 
But you want to make sure you're putting yourself in the best position to win. And some people think, oh, I got to go to the gym 50 hours a day. Oh, I got to exercise and go walking. That helps. But that doesn't burn fat. That just kills. That just burns the calories that you're going to put right back in your body once you right. get. So just right. understanding how it works. We don't call it a diet. We call it a lifestyle change. And next week, I'm going to give you some tips. I'm going to give you all some foods, some superfoods that will help you in aiding in that lifestyle change. Different things that you can eat that are superfoods that will turn that fat into muscle, lean muscle, proteins. All right? So mm -hmm. stay tuned for Telemade Kicks next week. We got a great show for y'all, Game 7. Let me right back on y'all heads Sunday. Another episode of Uncensored Minds with the crazy four of us. Thank you. Have a great week, everybody. Have a great week, everybody. Peace.